Good afternoon to you, and welcome to episode 33 of Clash of the Titans, beloved podcast of all of the world. This episode features Caroline Vanes Eltine, noted author of well-loved interactive fictions. Praline Van Sultan presented her game Beat the Devil, which you will surely discover to be a fine interactive fiction text adventure computer typing experience par excellence. In the interest of time, editor-in-chief Ryan Vida has seen fit to edit out the first half hour of Carloin's Skype call, during which the following contextual data were established. A. At the time of the recording, editor-in. Chief Vida was suffering from a headache and so preferred to be silent for long periods as if he were really just listening to Janie and Carol Lying's podcast but was also able to communicate with it in some futuristic or magical way. B. Beat the Devil was entered in the 2011 IF competition, but it was defeated by Ryan's game Tarko Fiction. C. K. O. Lin. Van. S. L. Teen. Owns a breadbox. I don't know if I've ever seen a bread box. I have because they're in Animal Crossing. Oh. This conversation is starting to sound familiar. (laughs) Because it's about Animal Crossing? Well, have we not talked about bread boxes and Animal Crossing on this podcast before? Or am I just having deja vu? Yeah, you're having a deja migraine. I think that might be the case. That's what's happening. Yeah. This is a great podcast. This is really good. We're going to play the game eventually. Carolyn, start the game right now before we can talk <laughs> about Animal Crossing. Okay. I'm just I'm just going to disclaim for a second that the accent the protagonist has is all over the map. Uh, that okay. was one of those polished things that I was supposed to come back and fix later and didn't. So you can, like, chart it through different countries and in and out of my voice, and it's quite terrible. Uh, so I apologize in advance, and I'm also not going to try to do it. Okay. The end. Okay. So, starting. You haven't slept well of late, not well at all, and it's no surprise. There's been far too much on your mind. The weather's been droughtish, for- forcing you to keep a good eye on the church garden, since you're the gardener and all. The, widow- the widow across the way has been doing poorly, and there's a lot of gin involved in that poorly. You don't care for such goings-on at all, not when she's living on the charity of the church. To top matters off, your pretty bird dog just birthed pups a few weeks ago, which means she's holed up in the barn and won't have a thing to do with you. You've been leaving food at the barn door, and she eats it when she pleases, and don't when she don't, and when she doesn't, half the wildlife of the parish comes along to clean up right after. It's annoying. So, there's a bucket of reasons why you're sleeping poorly, though you are getting used to it these past few weeks. For all of that, you hadn't quite counted on a howling racket in the wee dawn hours. If that didn't wake the widow up, she surely passed out sick from gin, since she's fast awake at any sound, and asked her to blame it on your bird dog. For all of that, though, you have to face that you aren't hearing a sound from her side, and you'd better go check on her. Fooey. Press space to continue. I press space. space. Beat the Devil, an interactive fiction by Carolyn Van Esseltine. Banner follows. Your hut. What? You haven't much... Fine. Release one. Serial number. Release one. Slash. Serial number. One one zero nine three zero. Slash. Inform seven. Build. 
six G six zero open paren I six slash V six point three two lib six slash one two N close Hey. Your hut. Hey. Oh, my hut. Okay. You haven't much in the hut. here and now. My hut. Sorry. You mu- no, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm not. Okay. When will these women get to the- play in the game? I'm done. <laughs> you haven't much in the here and now, so you guess you're saving it up proper for the world after. If the meek shall inherit, there ought to be a right lot of inheriting down the line. Your shirt is folded neatly on a wicker-back wooden chair with your pants below it and some less obvious clothes that still ought to be worn under that. The wooden chair is tucked up close to the bed. There's a small window in the south wall, past which you can't see a darn thing about what caused that easterly racket, and a rickety door in the east wall, past which you should be able to see what caused that racket, at least once it's open. Um, I guess we should put on all of our meek little clothes, starting with the meekest. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to interpret it, interpret that as wear clothes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Since I know the command works. First, taking your clothes. You collect your clothes. You pull on your underclothes and pants and shirt and socks and boots, and then you're all dressed. Hey, let's examine hey. me. You're not church presentable, pretty far from it, but you've got clothes and you're on your feet, and that's at least something. Ah. Uh. Okay. Jump. You jump on the spot fruitlessly. Ah, this is a game about vegetables. (laughs) Right, that's why we don't have any fruit. Okay, so there's something we needed to open so we could check out the ruckus. There's a rickety door in the east wall and a a small window in the south wall. Ooh, well, let's not be too hasty. Yeah, Yeah, let's look in the window. It's not dawn yet, but there's still enough light coming through to see a bit. Uh, what's under the bed? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing under there but the chamber pot. Oh. Oh. Use chamber pot. That's not a verb I recognize. I like to put in a custom message for use where it says, uh, no, text parsers don't understand use. You're going to have to be <laughs> more specific. Uh, Every time I- Every time I write with Kaylin, she argues that use should be uh, logically disambiguating. Uh, every time I win. Yeah, that's uh, work. See, th- yeah, like in, like theory in 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 the place of ideal, in the place of someone else is writing this code, I totally agree with Kaylin. But yeah, that's a lot of work. Especially, I mean. I guess, okay, just assign a logical verb to, eat, like, a thing has a verb called the logical, or an action called the logical action, and then assign, you could do it, it wouldn't be that much work. You could do it, yeah. No, because... It wouldn't be that much work, but it, ta- it takes this, it reduces the hands-onness of it, like, it reduces the player complicity. Right. So that's my objection to it, is that, yeah, you could do use key unlock, or you can do use door, but just unlock the door and open it. You know? Yeah. Although in in this case, so I went with use here because I'm kind of role-playing this incredibly prudish person who doesn't even want to say, like, underwear. Uh, Yeah. The narration said underwear. Actually, underclothes, but close enough. Underclothes. Okay. 
Yeah. It goes under your clothes. Yeah. They were just being but, coy about it in the first room description because we weren't familiar enough with them yet. Oh, okay. But now we've that gotten to know ourselves. <laughs> we are at underclothes level with yeah. ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I certainly wasn't going to, like, say, like, suggest that Carolyn type in drain the lizard. <laughs> drain the lizard. Yeah. That's not a verb I recognize. <laughs> I, didn't I would so. argue that drain should always be implemented. Mm. I'm going to subtract some points when I judge this in IFK. <laughs> Okay, should we go ahead and go through the door? Uh, yeah. You unlatch the rickety door. You open the door. Through the doorway, you catch first sight of the garden, and it's hard not to wail out when you do. It's been wrecked. Smoke and divots and scorching and stinky brimstone. There's only one thing this could mean. There has been demons in your garden. Oh, no. That's good. There has been demons in my garden. That's really good writing. Good job. Thank you. May I call you Care? No. <laughs> okay. What about Nestle? Also no. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll we'll figure something out. Um the uh let us uh, enter garden, I guess, or examine it, or go to it. I don't know. East. It's not dawn yet. Or, garden. It's not dawn yet, but there's a soft gray glow in the easterly sky framing the widow's house. Just enough light to stumble around without too much trouble. By the light, you can see it's not as bad as you first thought, but it's bad. Great big ruts in the earth ripped out most of the potatoes. The peppers and tomatoes have been scorched to a shrivel, and the leaves are fried straight off the carrots and onions, not to mention the celeries. The mushrooms look sautéed, the zucchini looks worse, the artichoke stinks, the Brussels sprouts stink worse, and even the turnip bush is not doing so well. As mornings go, this one's shaping up pretty rotten, and you don't fancy it getting too much better when you go over east to check on Ms. Smith, especially because there's a big gaping hole in what used to be her door. The barn's off to the north way. That's where the bird dog usually stays. There's a small door you can get in. Still rooted, a single beet sits in the center of its row. Alone of every vegetable in this garden, it looks untouched by demonic wrath. But appearances are deceiving, and you could be wrong. Oh, I believe we need to take that beat. Because I read take, the title of this game. Taking a careful grip, you uproot the beet. It is a round red specimen, full and healthy, and totally untouched by evil. In yeah. fact, you can see the holiness shining straight off it. This is no ordinary beat. This Ooh. is a miracle beat. God meant you to have this beat. You're not quite sure why yet, but you're pretty darn sure you'll find out. Okay, so what we need to do is eat this beat and then have a flavor tripping party. Eat beet. You're pretty darn sure that God's plans for that miracle beat don't involve having your crooked teeth marks in it. If mm. they do, well, surely he'll let you know if that's the case. Okay. Uh, does the room description in the long 
list of problems with vegetables, does it really say is not? Or did you translate it from the word ain't? Uh, no ain't in here. Huh. By that light, you can see it's not as bad as you first thought. No, no, um, further up. Further up. Or, no, no, uh, the, the turnip something. Even the turnip bush is not doing so well. Okay. I, I'm i going to obsess about the presence of the word ain't. <laughs> You're going to have an interesting time, because I don't think I used it even once. Oh my gosh. I told you I meandered all over the country. Um, let us then uh, go to the north. Reckon? Barn. There's a small door to the south, which is the one you use, and a big door to the north, which is the one that stays locked. The pastor says he's going to get all pigs and chickens and things in here someday, but right now it's mostly crates and storage, and so he'd rather no one much wandered around in here, but you sometimes forget your key, so you leave it unlocked. It all works out, though, since the bird dog lives in here, and that way the barn is safe. Truth be told, it's pretty safe from you right now, too, since she's gone puppy crazy and won't care too much for you till it's done, but you wouldn't want to say that to the pastor. There's a lot of hay in a great big pile, which is mostly for sentimental reasons and bedding down purposes. And you see the nest that the bird dog curled out. Problem is, you don't see the bird dog, and you do see some scorch marks. Looks like the demons got in here, too, and they uh -oh. got your dog. <gasps> demons have our dog, Ryan. There is going to be hell to pay not excusing your French. That word can't be too bad, after all, since it's in the Bible. The small door, door off to the south is how you get out of here. You hear a bit of rustling from the hay. <gasps> I searched search that hay. hay. Search hay! You take a moment to poke through the hay. It's not an encouraging sight when something under the hay moves and wiggles a bit. Moving right carefully, you toss a thatchy clump to the side and reveal a wagging brown tail. It's oh. one of the bird dog's puppies. The puppy, the puppy bumbles out of the hay and pounces on your boot, wagging its whole rump enthusiastically. The puppy sniffs the air and then sniffs the ground. All right, we have a puppy. Uh, I hate dogs. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a long game for you guys. It's not cute. Welcome to Clash of the Typhons, the show about how Ryan hates dogs and babies. I hate babies. I forget. <laughs> did I hate babies? You did. I thought I hate <laughs> kids, like just kids. I, I seem to remember you hate babies. All right, then I hate babies. <laughs> I hate their oversized heads and big wet <laughs> eyes and how they look up at you with confusion and all you can do is pat them and tell them everything is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Their fingers are too tiny. They, it's disgusting. And then you reach out with your finger and they grab onto your <laughs> finger. Ah, uh, I want to puke. <laughs> it is pretty gross. Okay, so we have acquired a puppy. Um, um, can we examine the scorch marks? There's claw marks and scorch marks in the dirt floor. This was one fine scuffle. The puppy sniffs the air and then sniffs the ground. Carolyn, I really think you should have taken steps to prevent the same random puppy message from showing up two turns in a row. Um... I mean, when I sniff things, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Very well, then. If it was in your plan to make the puppy continue to sniff things every turn, then I guess I shouldn't uh, find a quarrel with your artistic vision. <laughs> I mean, we don't know yet that the puppy is going to sniff things every turn. Um, how can I make it? How can you make it sniff things every turn? Well, I want to <laughs> prove Jenny wrong. <laughs> Um, uh, I think you can hand it stuff. It's been a while since I wrote this. Oh, show beat to puppy. The puppy cocks its head sideways, making no move either to take or reject the miracle beat. The puppy looks up at your miracle beat. Works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, no sniffing. No In sniffing. Higher response. Whatever. Uh, uh, pet puppy. Pet puppy. When you finish pup- petting the puppy, it washes your hand all over. Puppy slobber. The puppy okay. snuffles its way along the ground until it vanishes off to the south. We gotta follow the puppy. Yeah, we do. Uh, garden, 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 garden. The small puppy is here. The puppy sniffs around a bit in the dirt near the sad zucchini plant before starting to dig. After pitching around dirt for a bit, the puppy unearths an old rawhide bone. The puppy sniffs the air and then sniffs the ground. Just like well, a puppy. That's, that's treasure. We need that. Yeah, we need that bone. Uh, we should yeah. maybe try and get more vegetables out of this thing. I think we should. I remember the blurb very specifically said we had a beet and some other vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. But so also that like bone. Just, also that bone. Yeah. Take bone. Okay. Why was a bone uh, buried in a vegetable garden? Bone taken. The puppy snuffles about for a bit before approaching the turnip bush. It looks a little bit spooked by the weird dangly turnips, but it nerves up its courage and sticks its head into the dark, demon-dug hole under the bush. In a moment, it wriggles about and then vanishes from view. Well, if a puppy can do it. Oh, yeah, turnips are weird. This is true. Uh, Can we examine the zucchini? The poor little zucchini vine is coiled and gross and stinking of demons. There's nothing on it worth saving. There's a bit of shaking and commotion under the turnip bush before the pup comes scrambling out of the hole. Hmm. Okay. Examine onions. The demons tore the earth. He, the demons tore up the earth here right and properly, and you know there's nothing to save where their pointy toes went into the dirt and scraped into all the good onion. With a careful look around, though, you find one onion that might be worth something. You Yay. pull it up, and yeah, that one's not so bad off. Almost makes you cheer up a little. The puppy went back under the turnip bush. Oh, good. Okay, so we have an onion. Carolyn, did you do research to make sure that all of these vegetables were in season together? No. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I wouldn't have either. Carolyn, did you do research to find out that there should be slime all over these vegetables? (laughs) No, but I did do enough research to know that you are missing one strange thing about this room. We're missing a strange oh, thing. We're missing a strange thing. That was a great segue, Carolyn. I'm going yeah, to give back the good. points that I took away for not having implemented drain. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, should we this would be so much easier if you actually had the text in front of you. <laughs> I yeah. know. It always would be. Well, there's like, like a, Why do we even do this podcast? There's a hole like into the widow's <laughs> cottage, right? 
All right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we could go, I think, east and enter that cottage. Yeah, we probably should check on her. See you her pa- charred corpse. You mm-hmm. duck past the door, trying not to wobble it off its hinges. Miss Smith, you call, but then you stop as soon as you enter, for it's plainly a lost hope. Widow's house. Truth be told, this house isn't much too much finer than your hut. It used to be finer than this, and some of the church ladies took care to fix it up on her, but there are splinters from the door all over the floor now, not to mention soot and brimstone and the like. The bed's the worst of all, though. If you didn't know demons had been here, you'd think she must have incinerated herself from smoking in her sleep. There's a bit of a kitchen nook off to the east. I was right. There's a charred corpse. Yeah, there's a charred corpse. Good job, Ryan. I'm so glad. Um, <laughs> there's uh, a nook off to the what direction? East. I just want it for the record that I never interpreted it that way. You never interpreted uh-huh. what? I just thought the bed had been, like, visibly on fire. I didn't think there was a corpse in it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you were wrong. Um, let's go to the nook. It smells like brimstone over here, too, but it's not as bad as it could be. Well, not for you. It's just about as bad as it could be for the widow. The demons didn't come in here much, so the table's still standing and the floor's clean up. Enough. At least the cupboard board's not off its hinges. You can head back west when you're done here. Oh, yeah, but we gotta search that cupboard. Yeah. Or just look in it, I guess. I've Start with that. played text adventures. I know what cupboards are for. Yeah, keeping stuff in. You hear a sudden high-pitched bark before the small puppy comes dashing up to you. Open cupboard. The cupboard squeaks a bit as you open it. Inside, you see a flower sack. That flower sack looks right familiar. <gasps> I don't know what that means. <laughs> It means we need to take the flower sack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and Get maybe flour. examine it, too. Get flower. Sure enough, this is your flower. You wouldn't rob the dead, but this here flower is yours by rights, so you take it with a free heart. Examine flower. Looks like perfectly good flower, all white and dusty, and probably good for cooking still. Yay. Okay. Did this How woman did this steal alcoholic our... woman get our flower? Yeah, yeah, I think she might have stolen our flower, Ryan. I'm not saying that's why she's dead now, but <laughs> it can't have helped. Um, yeah, let's look inside this flower bag. You find nothing of interest. Okay. Wait, so is it? Is there a flower in there? Look in flower, the white flower. You find nothing of interest. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's a flower. So it's a flower bag, but like it's a, like the object is a bag of flour. Clarification. Uh, the You are carrying a flower sack. The white flower is in the flower sack. It prioritizes the white flower over the flower sack when disambiguating. I see. Oh, so we looked inside the flower itself. Yeah, searching yes. to see if she like hid the key in the flower. Yeah. Because who would or, think? Or like a plastic baby, like a king cake. Because that's how you bake a king cake, right? You put the baby right in the flower. I mean... And then you bake the cake. I think that it would save a step if you had the baby in your flour sack and inst- yeah. and then mix it up like that. Although if you use an electric mixer, that thing is going to pulverize oh. that baby and then you'll have a yeah. bunch of baby shards in your king cake. Yeah, especially if you use a Blendtec brand blender, which does not sponsor our podcast <laughs> at all. But yeah, that baby would be indistinguishable from that flower, except in as much as it would be pink. Yeah. That's my take on the situation. 
So, uh, but we didn't find a baby in the flower sack. No. Just Good a bunch segue, of Ryan. boring flower. Um, <laughs> let's see. I guess uh, let's leave because uh, there's nothing else in this nook, right? Right. Okay. So um, we should look under the bed with the charred corpse on it. Good plan. You find nothing of interest. And then I guess we go back outside and continue raiding the vegetable patch. Okay. I'll just start running through vegetables then, shall I? Uh, yes, yeah. please. To save some okay. of the time that we wasted talking about <laughs> how I defeated you in IF comp. <laughs> Great big ruts in the earth ripped out most of the potatoes. Ex-potato. To your surprise, one of the potatoes doesn't look hurt a bit. You dig it up to check and no, that potato's just fine. You've got a sprouting Ooh. potato now. Oh, uh, yeah. Puppy is under the turnip bush again. X pepper. You search here and there, poking around a few leaves, and you find one hot pepper that's free of scorching and shriveling and all the rest of it. God spared this pepper from the demons, so you'd better take it with you. Tomato. On the back side of the tomato plant, there's one fat red fruit that don't look half bad. It's warm to the touch, a bit stewed, maybe, but it's not shrunk up or glopped out all the way all the other tomatoes are, so you pick it off its stem. Just assume that the puppy is running in and out from the t- from the oh, we, turnip we, bush the whole will. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. stop announcing that. Great. Uh, carrots. There's one carrot that still has a bit of green on top. Instead of being all fried and frizzled out, you give the leaves a hearty yank and pull up a long pointy carrot. Uh, we got the onion. I can't spell celery. <laughs> Uh, what I forgot was that you can't abbreviate in here, uh, mm. because inform is like that. Right. You poke through the crumpled stalks till you come up with one less charred bit of celery. It's still awfully bendy and droopy, but you have a good feeling about picking this one up. Mushrooms. You like mu- roast mushrooms, but they'd smell a lot nicer if they weren't all baked in demon muck. Uh, no viable mushrooms. Uh, no viable zucchini. Artichoke. That row of artichokes is a truly sad sight to see, all wilted and blackened by demon fire, but there's one toward the end that doesn't look burned a bit. With a good hard twist, you haul the artichoke off its stringy stem. Brussels sprouts. What do you know? Seems there's one stalk of Brussels sprouts that isn't all covered in char and demon stink. Instead, it stinks like burned Brussels sprouts. But you (laughs) step in, hold your breath, twist off a stalk, and back up till you can breathe without snorfling up the stink. Okay, brown it, Brussels sprouts are delicious. I don't care what anybody says. Actually, I'm there with you, but I wasn't at this time. <laughs> oh. Good, I'm glad you had the conversion. And the last thing here is a turnip bush. Okay. Um, if a puppy can do it, then that doesn't say anything about whether I, an adult human, <laughs> the size of 20 puppies. Yeah, but are you going to let a puppy be better at something than you? Um, no. Right. Screw that puppy. (laughs) Chasing the puppy. After looking at the hole this way and that, you get down on your hands and knees, turn around, and back in carefully. Going butt first into the unknown isn't much fun, but it's maybe more fun than sliding down face first. When you touch bottom, it's a squidgy kind of footing, but you don't lose your balance and there's enough room to straighten up. It's awful dim down here, but you can see all right after a moment. Under the turnip bush. It's dank, small, and real questionable down here. There's a bit of gray light from the hole overhead, but not much, and the stink of demon is real strong to your nose. 
To the south, there's a tunnel going down, and it's even darker that way. The puppy, the small puppy is nearby, investigating the canny tunnel. The uncanny tunnel. The puppy lowers its head to sniff intently at the ground. Giving a sudden, high-pitched bark, it dashes off to the south. Well. Which is the same direction as the uncanny tunnel. Let's go that way. Yeah. As you go down the tunnel, you lose even the small spot of light behind you. Darkness. It's darker than the inside of a sheep down here, and there's a right uncanny smell on the air. You hear the puppy moving away to the east. Follow how do puppy. I know how dark the inside of a sheep is? East. You make your way through the dark toward where you last heard the small puppy. Darkness. It's dark as the inside of a horse down here, and there's a right <laughs> uncanny smell in the air. That just raises the... more questions. <laughs> you hear the puppy sniffing its way off to the south. Okay, I'll go south. You feel your way, ugh, the walls are squelchy, through the dark toward where you last heard the small puppy. Darkness. It's darker than the inside of a pig down here. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Puppy to the south. Um, can I name the puppy? No. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, it's a puppy. The bird dog doesn't have a name either. What? Weird not much for naming backwards country Hi. have I insinuated myself into. <laughs> I imagine I have no name. Well, yeah. the widow doesn't seem to have one either. It, Mrs. Smith. That's right. Oh, I take that back. <laughs> yeah. Who wrote this thing? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's go Someone south. With no name. You stumble through the dark. It's as dark as the inside of a whelping dog down here. Puppy to the southeast. So is this like an actual map or are these random directions or? So this is an actual, I'm just going to spoil it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes? No? Yeah. It's an actual map. Uh, and the cue over and over is that the puppy moves and you chase the puppy and eventually you get through the maze. Okay. So if I, Do that. if I try to move, you know, northwest, uh, does it stop me? You come up against a dirt wall. It feels squelchy under your fingers. Clearly, there's no going that way. Good. You hear the puppy approaching. Okay. Uh, we should stick to following the puppy. Yeah, that's a good plan. That's how you I solve puzzles. It is. I will follow the puppy. Darker than the inside of a cow. Then a horse. Puppy is sniffing to the east. Darker than the inside of a pig. Southeast. Sheep. Northeast. Course, you get the idea. Waiting for the puppy. Southeast. Blah blah blah. So the only thing I can imagine is that we have some kind of telepathic scrying ability, like remote viewing, and for some reason, um, what we, uh, fairly obvious reasons, what we have used this for, being on a farmyard. I can only imagine we grew up uh, on an animal farm. And we were curious what it looked like inside of all of the animals. So we used our remote viewing ability and discovered that it was very dark. I think you just broke me. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just I trying really to like make, your theory. I'm just trying to make narrative sense out of all of this. Anyway, okay. let's keep following the puppy. The sounds around you change as the tunnel opens up, and the footing changes from squelchy dirt to, well, still dirt, but it's packed down a bit better and it's nicer to walk on. The smell changes, too. It smells a bit less like smoky manure and more like dead fish. 
A few spots of light catch your eye. As you get closer, the lights above turn into lamps, and the flickery ones below turn into reflections on water. You see dark shapes moving back and forth in front of the water. You find the puppy dodging feet and sniffing its way around in bewildered circles. Ferryman's Shore. It's dark like a starless night all around. For once, not like the inside of an animal. But a few (laughs) shiny lamps hang on tall, swank silver poles at the edge of a river. There's a skinny black boat pulled up to the shore, and people mail around it like badly herded sheep. The ferryman doesn't look like he cares too much, but he also doesn't look like they feed him too often. The puppy is not too far away. Okay, so I remember this puzzle. Hmm, I don't. Okay. I'm going to step away for a bit then, while you struggle to understand. And I'll be right back. (laughs) Have a good time. Bye, Ryan. Bye. (laughs) Jeez. Um, Examine Ferryman? He's tall and wrapped up in black cloth, but you can see his face under the hood, and you don't much like the look of it. He's not quite built of bones. There's shiny gray skin stretched tight across his skull, but there's nothing but dark in the pits of his eyes. In one hand, he carries a shepherd's crook. The other hand is hidden beneath his robe. The puppy plunks down to scratch its ear for a moment. Satisfied, it stands up and bumbles off again. Okay, examine crook. Under the shiny lamps, the ferryman's crook gleams silver. Okay. Well, I feel like we need to give him a vegetable. But it has to be the right vegetable. Yeah. Um, Try talking to him. I don't think it's going to do much, but... Not a verb I recognize. Okay. Uh, Show beat to ferryman. The ferryman is unimpressed. The puppy plays bows at the dark river. Um, throw flower at Ferryman. Uh, were you after the sack or the white flower? The white flower. That is, throw is not correctly implemented with the flower. Okay. Um, let's see. You dip your hand in the sack and sift the flower through your fingers. Looks all flowery and good still. You dust the flower off your hand, leaving white patches on your clothes, and then you dust the white patches off your clothes. Oh, good. Okay. The puppy sneezes. So let's see. So I have, what, like a carrot, an onion, an artichoke, a potato. Here's the uh, list. You oh, are great. Carrying. A stalk of Brussels sprouts, an artichoke, a limp celery stalk, a carrot, a half-stewed tomato, a hot pepper, a sprouting potato, a flour sack. An onion, a rawhide bone, the miracle beat, and clothes <gasps> being worn. The puppy chews on its paw. Okay. Uh, can we examine the boat? It's long and skinny, like one of them canal boats you heard about, but you don't think the ferryman will sing songs or play the guitar on the way across the river. Hmm, that's too bad. Okay. So normally I give him, like, two obols. But I I don't think I have any obols. I just have some vegetables. So um, can I give vegetables, him a vegetable, flour, and bone? Vegetable, and flour, puppy. and bone. Um, yeah, and he's not getting my puppy. Come on. <laughs> that seems like a reasonable decision. Yeah. Um. Let's see. 
Oh, so he's kind of skeletal. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I can get the puppy to eat him. Um, let's see. Give bone to puppy. The puppy chomps joyously into the rawhide bone and promptly flops down on its tummy. Rawhide bones are so distracting that there's no room for anything else in the puppy brain right now. Aww, that's cute. Okay, uh, take bone. The puppy turns its head away and tries to dodge you, but you take the rawhide bone away from it anyway. Oh, I'm so mean. Why am I so mean to this puppy just because I don't know how to solve this fairy man puzzle? I that was hypothetical. Know. Yeah, I did. Um, let's see. I show carrot to fairy man. He's unimpressed. Um, put flower on fairy man. You don't reckon the ferryman would hold still for a face full of flour? No. No, I guess not. Ryan, do you still exist in the world? Oh, no. Well, he's like really gone. I know. We should just swear a lot. We should. We should. I made him me. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Dang. I know. (laughs) You can't hear that on the podcast. You may want to know that there's a hint command built into this game. Oh, there's a hint command. Yes, let's get a hint. In your head, you speak a few hopeful words to the Lord. Uh, The hint command is synonymous with pray. The flower sack shimmers with holy light. You glance around real fast, but it seems like no one else saw it. Uh, Let's see. Can I put flower on me? You shake a whole bunch of flour over your head, covering yourself from head to toe with Sneezy Baking Product. <laughs> okay, Sneezy Baking Product. Um, let's see. Get in boat. The small puppy scurries in front of you as you approach the ferry. The ferryman glances down at the puppy before spinning the shepherd's crook down to stop it. No living pets allowed, he snarls oh. at you. As you back off, the ferryman loses interest. Put flower on puppy. There actually is a command flower puppy. Flower puppy! Flower is a verb in here, so I'm using it. Yes! Good! I love nouns used as verbs. You shake a whole bunch of flour over the small puppy, covering it from nose to tail with sneezy baking product. Not so surprisingly, the puppy sneezes real loud and shakes itself off like it was wet, but there's still flour clinging all up and down its coat. Oh, good, good. Okay, now we get on boat. The small puppy scurries in front of you as you approach the ferry. The ferryman looks you up and down before blocking your way with the shepherd's crook. He points at the flower sack with one clawed finger. All things of life must remain behind you, he snarls. As you back off, the ferryman loses interest. The puppy Uh, sits down on its rear and howls, a startlingly mournful sound. Can I put flower on the flower sack? You shake some white flour into your hand and rub it all around the flour sack so it's about the same shade as its contents. There. Now it's a ghost flour sack. Yes. Okay. Get on Uh, boat. (laughs) The small puppy scurries in front of you as you approach the ferry. After a cursory inspection, the ferryman waves you past. 
you oh, find a spot you. on the boat with all the other souls. You're pretty sure their spooky color is from dead and not from flower, so you don't talk to them much as the ferry loads up. Right. The, fer- the ferryman pulls you across the river. It's a short ride, but you see enough in the water that you're real glad you didn't swim. Everyone gets off on the far side, including the puppy, which rolls frantically on the ground and goes running off as soon as it gets free. Asphodel. A huge field of white flowers spreads off the east bank. It's dark overhead, but you can still see because the flowers glow a bit. Restless souls move slowly through the field like tired plow horses making one more round before going to bed. To the south, attached to nothing in particular, there's a door marked Staff Only. The small puppy is nearby, investigating your left knee. Okay, examine flowers. The glowy white flowers are kind of pretty, but it's a spooky kind of pretty. Mm, the puppy like, cheeks on its Like claw. goth chicks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Can I open the staff only door? It seems to be locked. Yeah, that makes some sense. Okay. Unlock um, door with staff. <laughs> that's a good that's a good joke. Thank you, Jenny. First, first taking the staff door. That's fixed in place. Hey. The skinny black boat got, glides up to the shore and lets off another load of passengers. The restless souls scatter slowly into the asphodel. I'm going to stop calling the puppy actions off every time because it doubles the length of this, but just take my word on it. That is one active puppy. <laughs> okay. I'm puppy. sure it's incredibly adorable. It is. <laughs> Gazing at your ghostly white miracle beat, the puppy whines, hopefully. The puppy play bows at your right shin. Um, hmm. Uh, isn't there like a north or south to go from here? Or east or west. Going. You meander off toward the gl- through the glowing flowers, but really, there's not much to do here. Eventually, you meander on back to the bank. Okay. The skinny black boat glides up to the shore and lets off another load of passengers. Most are restless souls, but one pewter-haired incubus sashays from the boat up to the staff door. Dipping a hand in his pocket, he pulls out a card and waves it at the door, which helpfully goes all foggy for a moment. He walks straight on through the door and on into... Well, whatever's past it, you don't get a real good look. Mm, okay, so we need to go through this door. We need an ID card of we the do. damned. <laughs> that would be a great game title in and of itself. It really ID would. card of the damned. It really would. Internal staff memo of the damned. <laughs> this is and Satan. <laughs> Um, hint. Break room hint. bridge of the dead. <laughs> you start to pray, but then you feel suddenly silly for praying with flour all over you. Maybe you should clean up a bit. Oh, mm-hmm. fine. Um, I just put this flour on. Uh, wipe me. <laughs> Using a bit of spit for shine, you dust away at yourself until you get most of the flour off. The puppy looks up at your ghostly white, half-stewed tomato. Um, wipe puppy. The puppy is already pretty clean, but it makes ridiculous noises to let you know that it appreciates the attention. Aww. Aww. I mean, 
Um, okay, now open the door. It seems to be locked. Um, what, what's the inventory so far? You're carrying a ghostly white rawhide bone, a ghostly white stalk of Brussels sprouts, a ghostly white artichoke, a ghostly white limp celery stalk, a ghostly white carrot, a ghostly white half-stewed tomato, a ghostly white hot pepper, a ghostly white sprouting tomato, or potato, a ghostly white flour sack, a ghostly white onion, the ghostly white miracle beet, your clothes being worn. The puppy whines. And a black-haired ghoul just meandered from the boat up to the staff door, dipped a hand in her pocket, pulled out a card, waved it at the door, walked through. Okay. Hmm. The door says staff only. Right. To go through the door would be uh, violating the social contract. <laughs> right. Uh, we would be invading the privacy of the demons. Mm -hmm. uh, a person who invades privacy is a creep. Okay. Creeps do creepy things like following <laughs> people around. Okay. Following someone around is called stalking. We have okay. a celery stalk. <laughs> I love your chain of logic here. Yeah, so I wave, can't argue with any of that. Wave stock at door. I only understood you as far as wanting to wave the ghostly white limp celery stock and waving celery on its own. You look ridiculous waving the ghostly white limp celery stock. Man, so one the puppy whines. One time on the farm, the uh, the washing machine that we were using to dry all of the greens broke down. So we had to go out and manually spin them in these mesh bags. Just like spin them around our heads as like, though we were about to lasso a cow. Like leaf Wait, spin? Back, back, back up. Uh -huh. You put greens in a washing machine? So uh, without running any water through it, just using the spin cycle... It's like the world's biggest salad spinner. Yeah, yeah it was really good before it broke down. Huh. Yeah. So is that why the woman is spinning a leek in bleach or whatever that gift comes from? <laughs> leek spin? Yeah. It, it, it might be. Yeah, maybe her washer broke down and she can't dry her leek anymore. I yeah. think we just solved the mystery of that part of <laughs> leek spin. Hey, <laughs> but not why it exists. Well, not why are... someone chose to pair it with that, like, finish a song about whatever that song is about playing Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the Tetris song, so I assume that it's a song about playing Tetris. Is that the one that goes, by a hair, by a hole? Or is that a completely different? That's no, completely different. that's different. Sorry. Oh, nuts. I guess I'm not I even sure that's finished. <laughs> okay so we were trying to get through this door uh, in yeah. a rude invasive sort of way yes. yes right yes you know really I think that we don't belong that, behind that door and we should just go home um but our dog without is without your dog well okay I guess not without our dog you would separate the puppy from its mom forever Okay, okay, okay. We can go get the dog. Uh, Just checking. Okay. That was some good guilt. 
I like how this game equates hint and prey. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really classy move. Yeah. Uh, can we pray again now that we're clean? The Lord is all benevolent and all powerful, but you're not sure if he's all patient or not, so you don't want to spend too much time bugging him, just in okay. case he's not. Okay. I don't know. what Is that supposed to help us somehow? No, that's the you have exhausted your hint for this room. I have exhausted my uh, hint for this. Uh, but um, I still don't know what to do. Let's see. Did the last raven-haired person uh, come by while... Wait a second. Maybe we need to give ourselves black hair. Okay. Uh, you've had one pewter-haired and one black-haired. Oh, pewter is not uh, black. Oh, pewter is not black. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Also, I feel like the ID card is a really important component Could of be. this whole getting through the door business. Well, you don't have one. Take huh. ID card. Bam. <laughs> you can't see any such thing. Get all. <laughs> there are none at all available. Oh, no. That seems wrong. Let's fix that. Okay. Get puppy. You scoop down to scoop up the puppy, but he's awfully wriggly. One flailing Aww. paw catches you right in the eye, and the, another paw knocks the ghostly white c- limp celery stick from your hands. You are now holding the small puppy, though it's plain that the puppy wishes you weren't. Aww. And now there's a celery stick you can pick up, which you now hey. have also. Just so you felt that you accomplished something with get all. Okay, good. <laughs> Wave puppy. You look ridiculous waving the small puppy. <laughs> the puppy licks all over your ear, finishing up with a curious nug- nibble. Ugh, puppy slobber. Ah, sharp little puppy teeth. I don't know if you can hear this in the background, but my dog has started whining at me. So we'll see whether Megabit is chill or if I need to take five. Okay. Hi, Megabit. The question is whether he's bored or needs to go outside. Mm. Could be what any of What if he's bored and needs to go outside? Well, if I could tell the difference between he's bored and wants to go outside versus he needs to go outside, my life would be so much more indoors. <laughs> I need to go outside. Do you? Okay, I'll take you out. Get busy. Get busy. Squirrel. I am busy. Look at the squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> we had a chihuahua at the cat shelter that I worked at. Any, like You would take him outside and you had one chance to get him to do his business. Before he got distracted, because that was just it. Like, if he saw a grasshopper, it was just all over for the next, like, three hours. Yeah. Until he peed in his cage and Vicky had to clean it up. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. This episode is dedicated to Vicky. (laughs) Thanks, Vicky. Sorry. Sorry about a lot of stuff in your life. (laughs) Too bad I can't make that the blurb of the episode. (laughs) Vicky's a trooper. Vicky has deep wounds up and down her arms from trimming fingernails. I guess paw nails. I wasn't sure if that was metaphorical. That (laughs) sentence took a lot of turns in my head. No, cats. I see. Yeah. Um, Let's um, (laughs) solve the puzzle. Okay. How are we going to do that, Ryan? We could try 
waving everything in our way. You know, waving isn't going to work. Waving isn't going to work. I feel ridiculous even suggesting it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. As you should. Ridiculous suggesting it. Uh, Is there something that we can cover in flower and it'll look like an ID card? That's No. No. Okay. Unlock door with celery. That doesn't seem to fit the lock. What if we, like, give ourselves horns with a carrot and a sack of Brussels sprouts? How would you even parse that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. How would you implement it? Probably make them wearable. Yeah, yeah. You tuck them behind your yeah. ears? The flower is, in fact, the only wearable object in your inventory. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, well, and your clothing, which you are wearing and should not stop wearing. Okay. Okay. Um, Does something bad happen, or do you just not want to see us naked? It's just embarrassing. Okay. Naked. <laughs> I know. I don't know if I'm ever going to see any of these ghosts and demons again, though. So I don't know how much it matters. It matters to the protagonist. It matters a lot. That's true. It would. Okay. Also, the Uh, puppy is struggling frantically to get down. Okay. Release puppy. (laughs) That's not a verb I recognize. Released. The puppy runs happily around your boots. Oh. The puppy barks enthusiastically at your right knee. Ask puppy for help. Solve the puzzle, puppy. <laughs> the puppy cannot help you. Uh, if worse comes to worse, there is a walkthrough command, or you could bug me, but I wasn't going to spoil anything unless firmly asked. Uh, we have... This game we, is taking too long. <laughs> yes, we should maybe firmly ask. Yeah. Firmly ask. Uh, you can't get through on your own. Possibly someone on the other side of the door can help you. Oh, let's knock on the door. Oh, duh. You knock on the staff door. After a few clicks, the door opens. A clerk sticks her head out. Don't just stand around the flowers, she says impatiently. Grabbing your shoulder, she hauls you on in. And that takes some doing. She's a skinny thing. You're impressed. The puppy squeezes through the door just before she slams it shut. That's this. I'm furious. Wow. Yeah. We did a bad job, Jenny. Boo how. We could have just knocked on that door the whole time. Well, not the whole time. You had had to get the flower off first. Oh, right, she right, right. Was oh. a ghost. She would have thought we were ghosts. That makes sense. I bet if we had tried to knock on the door, she would have said something like, "No ghosts in the staff room." Good okay, guess. so what kind of room uh, are we in now? Now we're on a roll. Reception. Someone's fussed this front office up with a shabby pink carpet, which runs on a diagonal up to a westerly pair of frosted glass stores and a framed yellow and red cross stitch. Taken all together, it's enough to make your eyes hurt from the ugly. A snooty clerk ignores you from behind a broad desk near the doors. To the north, there's the door back out to the Asphodel field. Above the frosted glass doors to the west, there's a floating green eyeball. There's a straight-backed wooden chair set by the far wall. It doesn't look comfortable at all, but it's the only one here. The puppy licks the straight-backed chair. Next time, don't forget your passkey, the snooty clerk snaps. I'll send for someone to come get you, but you'll have to wait here until then. Have a seat, be patient, and don't bother me. She flounces back to her desk, sits down, and attends to her paperwork. Hey, Ryan, let's bother her. 
What's the cross stitch say? Jenny and I have different priorities. <laughs> it looks like something a church lady would make, save for the little flames and writhing spirits. The motto reads, every day and in every way, I'm making your life worse. Aww. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about the eyeball. Taking a look. The eyeball is a big one, about the size of a cow's eye, and it's floating in midair over the door. Its iris is a mold green color, and there's all tangly pink bits hanging out the back. Ew. That's the optic nerve, Jenny. Yeah, it's still gross. Anything pink from inside a body is gross. That's my law. <laughs> um, maybe we can confuse this eye with a special power. Oh, I know. Feed it a carrot so it'll see better. Uh, Jenny. Uh huh. Not a carrot. No. What? An onion? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm, somebody should have coded that a little better. Uh, if you give the onion to the eyeball, let's assume that there's a great message about how there's no way it can take anything from you. Okay. Well, we'll show it to it. Again, let's assume there's a great message about the eyeball eyes it. <laughs> I always, okay. um, equivalent eyes given show in most of my games. They are not equivalent in this game. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe we should um, find a knife so we can cut the onion. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> knife rhymes with wife. Is this a standard chain of logic, or does it, <laughs> is it just special for me? So it's I special for you. <laughs> I I don't know why, but like. And, and I still don't really remember, but I seem to remember this being a pun game. It is. Oh, okay. But is it a pun game all the way through? Uh, there are some kind of painful moments, um, but not not every step of the way, no. Okay. So For example, like, the flower the flowers thing you just did wasn't. That wasn't a pun. Neither was not. Yeah. No. Yeah. What about this puzzle? This puzzle is not a pun, and there are two ways through it. I tricksily got Carolyn to give us a hint. Hey, pretty sneaky, Ryan. Um, okay. So maybe we should do more looking around. Um, yeah. Look at the desk. Maybe she has a letter opener on her desk. Paperwork litters the top of the desk in semi-straight piles. Take Examine paperwork. paperwork. Oh, that too. You can't get a real good look at her paperwork, but the top page right now says, No exit strategy. Growing the business of pride. This must be hell. <laughs> yep. The snooty clerk sighs to herself as she snorts through some papers. The puppy plunks down to scratch its ear. We're really going to shift the paradigm. Uh, what about that uncomfortable chair? Oh, yeah. It's far enough from the desk that you'd have to raise your voice to be heard, and it looks a bit too small and too stiff for comfort. This chair sounds terrible. Should we sit on it? Yes. You sit down in the wooden chair, which is just as awkward and uncomfy as you expected. 
You can't lean back at all, so you hunch forward with your elbows on your knees and settle in for a good weight. Suddenly, pain jolts through your rear, and you leap up with a muffled cry. Looking back, you see the chair has sprouted a whole mouthful of pointy teeth right where you sat, and it just put those teeth straight into your butt. As you watch, the chair snaps its teeth and then grins real wide. The snooty clerk takes a moment to page through a magazine. Let's Mm. put the onion in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. Feed onion to chair. Looking at those gnashing teeth, it's pretty sure that anything going in doesn't come out again. Are you sure you want to feed the ghostly white onion to the chair? Yes, no. No, no, no. (laughs) No. You decide to keep your ghostly white onion intact. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. We can probably put this game in an unwinnable state. We probably can. Can we? Carolyn is incredibly cruel. <laughs> How's this? I will I will promise to tell you if you have put the game in an unwinnable state at such a time as you can undo. Perfect. So should we go ahead and feed the onion to the chair? Sure. Of course that relies on my memory. <laughs> oh no, a caveat. Okay. Are you sure you want to feed the ghostly white onion to the chair? Yes. The wooden mouth gnashes down on the onion, crunching and crushing and cutting all over it. Your eyes sting and hurt from the fumes, but the eyeball over by the glass doors is much worse off. A milky liquid kind of bubbles out all over the eyeball, and it starts jerking and babbing about in a random sort of way. The snooty clerk takes a moment to file her nails to sharper points. Quick. Through the door. (laughs) The uncle's too hurt from the stinging onion fumes to notice you open the door, and you move quiet enough that the snooty clerk doesn't hear you either. You duck through the door to a lobby on the other side. The puppy stays real quiet as it follows you through. Lobby. There's a pointless sort of room here with more shabby pink carpet and hideous orange walls. A carefully not suspicious at all wooden chair is tucked up against the south wall, (laughs) and there's a break room off to the north. To the west, ugly fluorescent lights mark the way down a hall. An ugly security guard with an enormous schnoz, it's a word you learned from a church lady, and that's a schnoz if you've ever seen one, stands at the hallway entrance with his arms folded. It's pretty clear that nothing gets passed without his say-so. You can also see a small puppy here. An ebon-suited fiend comes through the frosted glass doors. Eyeballs on the fritz. Might want to take a look at it, he informs the guard as he displays a pass key. The guard nods and steps aside to let him pass. Uh, so now we have to, let's look at that chair. There's a straight-backed wooden chair set down by the far wall. You trusted about as far as you could throw that ugly guard, and you don't reckon you could throw him real well. A crimson-skinned demon comes through the frosted glass doors, waves her fast key vaguely at the guard, and hurries down the hall. The puppy licks your right ankle. So yes, there is a there is a hall to the west. There is indication that you probably want to go that way. There is a guard in the way, and there is a break room off to the north. Let's go to the break room, and yeah. um, I remember this puzzle. We have to like push each individual button on the microwave. <laughs> break to heat room. Up the something. Right. That's that's real life. <laughs> no, that's in the lurking horror. I have buttons on my microwave I have never pushed. And I'm not entirely sure what they do. Well, you know what frost is. Dingy tiles. This is the opposite of that. 
What, are you trying to read a game, Carolyn? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm good. I got my puppy right here. Aw. (laughs) Dingy tiles in a wobbly table make this break room like most break rooms. What's a little weirder is that the area around the counter is swarming with small, fat, spiky green demons. There's white steam twisting up from a small pot on the counter, and beneath the chirping of the little demons, you hear something bubbling. Panting and wagging its tail, the small puppy runs up to you. A spiky green demon chirps at your ghostly white artichoke. I bet you'd love to eat this artichoke, demon. I think he wants to mate with it. Oh. Yeah. Jenny, you're so smart. Thanks. My mind would never have gone there, and I want that on the record. (laughs) I'm not sure mine would have either. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, spiky things want to mate with other spiky things. Which is how we get more hedgehogs. Exactly! And echidnas, and I'm out of spiky things. Porcupines. Porcupines. Artichokes. Pineapples. Um, that one Pokemon that doesn't evolve into anything. Uh, That's a terrible Pokemon, whatever Pokemon it is. Excuse me? <laughs> Eevee is the best Pokemon. Evolves into everything. <laughs> wow. This, uh, yeah, I, you know, from that statement, I just got a clear view of your Pokemon metric for evaluating quality. If I cannot twist your... <laughs> if I cannot twist and mold your little mind, you are not a useful Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're really cute or really ugly. Mm, mm. I, like, I, I like a whooper. Yeah. Whooper's pretty good because he's got no arms, but he's really happy. Yes. Yeah. Happy is good. Yeah. Be happy. Be happy, little Pokemon. Uh-huh. I anyway. like anything in the uh, iggly oof family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't say that. I can hear the song. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Wait, it, yeah. I was thinking about Clefairy, which doesn't have... Oh. It's completely different. But similar. It's got that pink, cute, round thing. Aren't they like... Like Clefairy is in one version and Jigglypuff is in the other version? Um, I don't know. I think At this were, point, are you talking about red and blue? Because that's going to be... There are way too many schisms. Yeah. Um, Let's see. But isn't that usually the case when you have two Pokemon that are basically equivalent? Is it? That one is in the one and the other is in the other? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm looking at someone on the internet says they're playing the original Pokemon Red and they've caught both a Clefairy and a Jigglypuff. Oh. So not originally they were not separated, I guess. Okay. I'm glad we went went down the inevitable Pokemon detour. Well, of course... <laughs> According to the wiki I just discovered, Clefairy is an alien. Actually, what? a lot of them are. Yeah, she's from the moon. Oh! That's I say she... Look, extraterrestrial alien, close enough. Yeah, I say she because apparently they're 75% female. Is there a difference between an extraterrestrial and an alien? Um, yes. I... Because when you're on Mars, uh, you oh. can be... If, Wait. Ter- if you are a terrestrial on Mars, then you're an alien. 
But if you're a Martian on Mars, you're an extraterrestrial, but you're not an alien. You're not an alien. So I'm just being racist, is what it all comes down to. Yes. Earth racist. Okay. So about things that look sort of like Pokemon, but aren't. Like spooky <laughs> green demons. <laughs> Good segue. Uh, or the Ranboob in Earthbound. Anybody? We're going to have to bleep that. You remember the Ranboob, right? Mm, no. no. Oh, okay. Ranboob. Ranboob would be a pretty good Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Spiky and green, kind of leafy. Definitely be a, a grass type. Um, let's go uh, solve puzzle. Spiky green guys. I give artichoke to spiky green guys. <laughs> give artichoke to demon. The green demon doesn't seem interested. I'm going to suggest dropping the artichoke instead, simply because I know how this was written. Okay, drop okay. artichoke. The strongest Dropped. choke in the world. <laughs> it wow. could just also be that I forgot the artichoke is still covered in flour. Oh. I'm doing this so badly. I'm going to stop. I'm just going to tell you what it says. Okay. I wrote this a long time ago. <laughs> That's fair. Now there's a ghostly white artichoke on the ground. Clean artichoke. Okay, yeah, clean it. Using a bit, bit of spit for shine, you dust away at the ghostly white artichoke until you get most of the flower off. A few of the spiky green demons cast concerned glances at the spiky green artichoke. The puppy chews on its paw for a moment. Okay. So now should we drop it? It's on the ground right now. Yeah. It's on the ground. We cleaned okay. it while oh, it was on the but ground. But it's clean. Yes. I see. Um... Okay. Wait. <laughs> Time passes. The puppy licks an artichoke curiously and then picks it up. <gasps> One of the spiky green demons looks over at the puppy and squeaks in horror. Excited <laughs> by the attention, the puppy gives several muffled barks and shakes the artichoke around in its teeth. <gasps> Other spiky green demons start hooting and jumping up and down as they stare at the spectacle of the puppy holding a spiky green thing in its mouth. The cries and chirps rise in pitch until, inspired by panic, the spiky green demons charge the puppy. The puppy no. drops the artichoke and jumps about, barking at the demons in a frenzy of excitement. Wasting no time, the spiky green demons rescue the artichoke, raise it high overhead, and stampede out of the break room. <laughs> the puppy wags its tail joyously as it barks at the demons' retreating backs. They're going to go mate with it. That's a good puzzle. Yeah. I accept that as your head, head cannon. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, because good luck getting it out of there. Uh, <laughs> um, so now, uh, what was on the counter that we couldn't get before? Uh, there's white steam twisting up from a small pot on the counter. A small what? Pot. Pot, okay. Oh, I heard pot. Demon pet, they steam. <laughs> uh, en enter pot. What? Take pot. What? Look in pot. <laughs> I'm gonna do some of those things, and not some of the others. Okay. Uh, pot. Look pot. Pale white steam boils up from the small pot. Take pot. Oddly, there aren't any handles, and you're sh you're sure you'd burn yourself good and proper if you picked it up by the sides. Mm. Open it. Probably. Put something in it. Uh, it's already open. Oh, okay. And you probably could. 
Um, yeah, what do we have that we want to boil? I'm just going to... All of these are prefaced with ghostly white. Celery, rawhide, Brussels sprouts, carrot, tomato, hot pepper, potato, flour sack, miracle beet. Not white, your clothes. Um, Let's go talk to the guard and see what kind of steamed vegetable he wants. Okay. Back in the lobby, an ugly security guard with an enormous schnoz stands at the hallway entrance with his arms folded. It's pretty clear that nothing gets passed without his say-so. He takes a moment to polish up his shiny badge. Uh, What are you actually wanting me to do here? I wanted to talk to... Talk to is not implemented. Um, Ask about him about... Ask him about delicious vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) Ask guard about vegetables. Saints can talk to demons, but you're no saint, and for ordinary folks, that's just begging for trouble. You've got a whole passel of trouble already. Okay. Well, he's got a big schnoz. Um, So that's got to be a hint. Examine schnoz. The guard's a bit too scaly to be human. Along with the scales and the schnoz, he has long claws, a tail, and a smart gray uniform. Okay. So should we assume that he's making himself a soup? I have no idea. You could do that. Okay. So... My veg IQ is too low to know what kind of vegetable would interact meaningfully with the pot. With the pot. Well, so... Would you like to look at some vegetables? Yeah. Yeah. Celery. While it's not all the way to noodles, this is an awfully floppy piece of celery. It has a few tufty leaves at one end and a bit of dirt at the other, skipping the rawhide bone. Brussels sprouts. Since they've been heated up by demon fire, the Brussels sprouts are a bit stinky, but it's not so bad that you can't take them along. After all, the Lord has a plan for everything, even Brussels sprouts. Carrot. It's a nice white carrot. Big at the top, pointy at the bottom. I think it's the Brussels sprouts. Is it the Brussels sprouts? If we put them in the pot, will they exude oh, more stench? Oh, because they're smelly. That makes some sense. Yeah, let's do it. Back to the break room. Put sprout in pot. You dump the Brussels sprouts into the pot, dodging the splash of boiling water as you do. A hideous reek swirls up from the pot. Okay. Looking so good. now do we just need to go back and watch um, the guard freak out? Yeah, that often is how it works. Yeah. Going back. Uh, back in the lobby, the security guard snorts a real loud sound and then scratches his tush. The You hear a sudden high-pitched bark before the small puppy comes dashing up to you. The stench of cooking Brussels sprouts comes from the break room. The guard turns his head away, shielding his snoz slightly with the bulk of his body. Um, wait. The security guard's forehead wrinkles up as he glances down the hallway for a moment. As the Brussels sprout stink fills the air, the security guard covers his schnoz with one hand and fans desperately at his face with the other. Ha 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 ha! You deserve this for being a demon. <laughs> Probably, The puppy yeah. chases its tail briefly before losing track of it. 
Uh, continue to wait. With a panicked look, the security guard claps both hands over his schnoz and goes running down the hallway. The puppy barks at his retreating back. All right. Okay, let's go west. West. Hallway. A shabby, too-thin carpet leads down the hallway. In the ugly fluorescent light, you can see every worn spot and fraying bit. In a way, it's kind of a comforting, although a bit of a surprise, to see Hell could use a good interior decorator. After all, it means not too many are getting sent down here. Heaven must be real pretty. There's a maze of bureaucracy off to the west, and the lobby off to the east. A shiny red door with a gold nameplate stands in the north wall. There's a squat, eyeless imp standing next to the door. Snuffling intently at the ground, the small puppy arrives. What's the name on the door? The nameplate reads, The Man, in neatly engraved letters. So, I guess, Man is the worst demon of all. <laughs> well played. That's not a funny joke, Jenny. Oh, It was sorry. really pathetic. I think it reflects poorly on you that you laughed that much. I thought it was really funny. Oh, okay. Then never mind. I accept okay, it, your extreme compliment. And I thought your delivery was good. Thank you. I well, accept a second compliment. <laughs> okay, I'm done, though. For now. Oh, there's so, an eyeless demon? There's a squat eyeless imp standing next to the door. I was wondering if eyeless was like the word, like, I-Y-L-I-S. And it's like some oh, sort of... like a specific type of demon? Like, this is a, a demon from the island of Eyeless in, like, near Wales. Oh, oh, yeah. That is an error you would never have made if you were reading this for yourself. Right. On the yeah. other hand, <laughs> if you were if you were not if you were playing this as a game, you probably would not find the deflower verb, which does exist in here, funny. <laughs> it does exactly what you think. Nice. I haven't had time to think about it. It takes the flower off stuff, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Why? What else would it do? All right. I don't know. I just thought it was, you know, thorough. <laughs> That's great. Hmm. Let's mm. um, examine the demon. It's a round-bellied imp with no eyes and a long, wide tongue that lolls out of its mouth like the tongue of an overheated dog. That reminds me of So we can probably get dog. it to... <laughs> We can probably get it to lick stuff, right? I mean, just because someone has a great big tongue hanging out doesn't mean that they want to lick anything that you point them toward. I mean, they might not want to. Oh, but you can be cruel and force them. They're demons, Ryan. In the code, these headers are actually titled See All Evil, Smell All Evil, and Taste All Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So is this where we bust out our hot pepper? Hey, smart. Give the pepper to the demon? Sure. Yeah. 
The imp licks all over the ghostly white hot pepper, incidentally cleaning off all the flour, and then smacks its lips in approval. That's real hot, the imp shrills. I can taste that evil all over you. Go on in. The imp opens the door for you, and you walk inside with the puppy close on your heels. The man's office. If this office were too much bigger, it'd be a barn. Only you've never seen a barn that was all sleek black wood and slick red walls and gold bits. Fancy gold lamps shine a warm light among paintings and shelves, but the big centerpiece is a desk as broad as three cows smack in the middle of it all. The big chair behind the desk is empty. However, there are three, ch- there are two chairs in front of the desk, and a skeezy-looking demon in a pinstripe suit is sitting in one of them. He swivels the chair around to face you, and he gives you a big, relaxed grin. Well, 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 the demon purrs. It's plain to see you're looking for the man, but he's stepped down for a bit of business. I could show you the way, but it's going to cost you. He holds out a hand, palm up. Fine. Give him the clothes. You're not giving your clothes away. You need your clothes. (laughs) I guess celery looks like money. Okay. You lay the ghostly white limp celery stalk in the demon's outstretched hand. What is this, a green shoelace? The demon snorts, pushing the ghostly white limp celery stalk back at you. Haven't you any gold or diamonds? You know, something that's measured in carrots? Oh, we've got carrots. Uh, (laughs) I knew that it was a pun game. I should have known. Give carrot to demon. See, that one's a dead giveaway when you read it out loud. Mm-hmm. You lay the ghostly white carrot in the demon's outstretched hand. You can't be serious, the demon <laughs> mutters, staring at the carrot in his hand. At first it seems that he will be angry, but then he starts to laugh. Carrots! Something measured in carrots! Shouting with laughter, he doubles over and wheezes with mirth. Regaining control, the demon nods to you. I'll take it. A good laugh is a rare prize. But remember, I'm just showing you the way, not giving you anything else over there. You haven't bought it, and you haven't earned it. With a wave of one hand, he indicates the bookshelf. Try Demonarchia. It's good reading material, worth a second look. Mm. Read Demonarchia. Uh, The title, by the way, is something else that was written by Dante, apart from the Inferno. Hmm. Uh, read was a synonym for examine. I am going ahead and taking that book. I am respelling it correctly so it will actually take. (laughs) You pull on the book, but it doesn't come loose. Instead, there's a bit of a whir, and then the whole shelf turns a bit. At the crook of the shelf, there's a skinny hole leading off to a stair, and the stair twists on down to darkness. Gazing at your ghostly white miracle beat, the puppy whines hopefully. Yeah, you're not getting this beat, puppy. I guess we should enter the horrible darkness. Treasure room. At the center of the room, there's just one lantern lit, but there's so many shiny and sparkly bits of metal here that it looks like a thousand are burning all around. Jewels and coins, pots and great fancy swords, paintings and showy boots and a whole set of silverware done in gold at that. It's a right shock to the eye. There's also an oak door leading off west and a gold door leading off east. A narrow path squeezes from the foot of the dim stair past all the treasure until it reaches a velvet curtain at the northwest corner. 
panting and wagging its tail, the small puppy runs up to you. Okay. Hmm. Well, we're simple. We're we're a simple person. We don't need any of this shiny stuff. Yeah. We just need our dog back. Unless the dog is in here encased in gold. Oh, jeez. Well, that's what's a dark beh- thought. What's behind yeah. that curtain? Northwest. Boudoir. Everything's done in dark shades of red, and it's awfully lacy. The air smells really strong of perfume. The kind that smells sort of like flowers and sort of like a cat's butt. There's a door in the west wall, but it's blocked by a big couch tucked up against it. Across the way, there's a giant mirror on the east wall, and next to it, there's the curtain back to the treasure room. There's a demon on that couch, and it's not wearing an awful lot of clothing. You hear a sudden, high-pitched bark before the small puppy comes dashing up to you. So this Mm. is the puzzle that Ryan's just going to have to bleep the entirety of. This is like where you saw the charred corpse on the bed that was just intended to be a bed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow really I swear this game was written to be PG <laughs> wow examine demon better keep your eyes away that demon is awfully close to Starkers and those lacy bits aren't held on real well the puppy whines the demon snaps its fingers at the puppy here pup 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 the demon coos that demon Wants to have sex with our puppy. (laughs) What did I say about interpretation? (laughs) Hmm. uh, uh, There is a mirror in here? Yes. Let's look at that mirror. When you look in the mirror, it makes you look like you've got no clothes on. (gasps) You yell and grab for something to cover up with, but you realize you're still wearing clothes as soon as you wrap the lacy red thing around your pants. Oh my gosh. It's the a demon magic laughs. What'd you say? The magic naked mirror. It is. The demon laughs in a way that makes you think about things you oughtn't. You get rid of the lacy red thing real fast. The puppy barks enthusiastically at the lacy thing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Was there something else in here besides the couch and the mirror and a demon? Uh, couch, mirror, demon, door in the west wall, curtain back to the treasure room. Oh, a door. Let us enter that door. Uh, the cou- the door is blocked by the couch. I should have been clearer about that. Oh, I see. There's that massive couch between you and the door. You'll have to move it before you can open the door. How many vegetables do we have left? You have celery, tomato, hot pepper, sprouting potato, ghostly white miracle beet. You also have the rawhide bone, flour sack, and your clothes being worn. Okay. Hmm. And the demon keeps snapping its fingers at the puppy. Give bone to demon. Cocking its hip gorgeously, the demon... Rawhide bone. Um... Huh. Push couch. You reach for the couch, but the demon reaches for you. You pull your hands back real fast, and the demon pouts gorgeously. Ooh. Should we give her the celery? Because I feel like that will be disappointing to her for reasons. It. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry I gendered the demon. Don't apologize to me. I apologize to the demon. Uh, Okay, I'm sorry, demon. (laughs) To be fair, yeah, I, I had some debate about what to do with that at the time and decided that it was a little less 
uh, creepy if I degendered the demon. <laughs> okay. What did you want me to do? Uh, give celery to demon. The demon attempts to. With an ear-splitting scream of frustration, the demon jumps off the couch and runs from the room, not even taking time to drop the celery. The curtain billows closed on the demon's departure. Yeah, that's how we all feel about celery. Hi, Megabit! Yeah, I'm gonna have to pause for five. You need to take your dog out? Yeah. Yeah, He's doing sarcastic yawning. Back in a moment. Okay. Take five, everybody. Okay. Jenny, are you there? Jenny left, too. Hey, type-ins listeners. It's just me and you. How you doing? I still got a bit of a headache. I'm gonna go get some s'mores-flavored Oreos and see if that helps. Kind of cool that there was a dog on the podcast about a dog. flavor Oreos. Tastes like any other kind of Oreos, kind of. I guess there's the very faint flavor of a marshmallow in there. But I think it's mostly about the visual of the cream being partly chocolate and partly white, and then the cookie part being the color of a graham cracker. It's good. Somehow it tastes kind of smoky, actually. How do they do that? Who's there? Me. You got food in your mouth? Mm-hmm. Do you have food in your mouth? Sure do. Awesome. What you eating? You'll find out when you listen to the podcast. Anyway. Demon left. Anyway. <laughs> Demon oh, left. Yeah. So, uh, this oh. game is supposed to be PG. <laughs>
Everything is, the demon does is described as unspeakable, unprintable, unwritable. Is there unwatchable? Like, okay, but so if you're interpreting something from that, that is not my fault. <laughs> what I want to know is, like, if I'm six years old and I'm playing this game, how am I supposed to solve this puzzle? I'm gonna say at that point you pray. Oh, okay. Remember, is there an alternate that, solution to I'm this afraid one? Not. Nope. Oh, okay. Come on, you try to make a PG a PG lust puzzle. <laughs> is there a puzzle for each deadly sin? Yeah. Oh, okay. you've gone through three already. Uh, All right. Oh gosh. There was a greed one, and I can't tell the difference between greed and avarice if those are even different. I don't think those are different. No, no, no. I take that back. You've gone through two already. Okay. Oh, okay. Greed and love. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? Which one is having a real sensitive nose? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, let- at, at the point when I had committed to, okay, I want to do a seven deadly sins thing, there was the, huh, welp, let's see. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, so let's go through the the door. Pushing the couch out of the way, you set your back into the task and heave. The couch slides across the ground until you can reach the door. Uh, I'm going to save you a march and grab the puppy's bone so that you don't leave it behind. Oh, good. I Thank don't you. remember if that automatically picks up or not, but... Okay. Going through the door into banquet room. There's a sparkly lamp hanging overhead. Its light glitters down the long table from end to end. Instead of being down the center of the room, the table's pushed off against one wall, so there's no room to pass on the far side. It's not a problem, since there's only one chair. There's a litter of dishes, some still piled high with food and others crumb-strewn. Your grandma wouldn't have approved. All the way off to the east, where you came from, there's a crimson door. And all the way off to the west, there's a dark maple door. Also, there's a white swinging door in the north wall. A bloated, shark-faced demon is planted in the only chair, and he's busily devouring the remaining food on the table. Waiter, the shark-faced demon snarls. I've been waiting for dessert for at least six minutes. If I have to wait much longer, I'll eat you instead. He tosses a chipped bowl skidding down the table toward you. For a moment, it teeters on the edge, but then doesn't fall. Panting and wagging its tail, the small puppy runs up to you. A strawberry ice, the shark faced demon growls, or some chilled ambrosia. Something nice and settling. I guess go north into the swinging door. You push through the swinging door. Hell's Kitchen. The kitchen's swimmingly huge, with big heavy ice boxes, cupboards tall as your barn, and ovens big enough to roast whole oxen. It's also a horrible, stinking mess of overflowing garbage cans, unwashed floors, and it's crawling with cockroaches. It almost reeks as bad as the Brussels sprouts did. The white swinging door is the only visible exit. And the Mm. small puppy comes dashing up. Hi, puppy. Hmm. The puppy puppy makes a happy, wuffling noise when you pet it. Aww. Aww. Um. Defeat puppy. I'm not even typing this. Okay. <laughs> uh, the puppy is not your enemy. Do not defeat the puppy. Okay. 
Did you say there were like appliances in this room? Uh, there are ice boxes, cupboards, ovens, cockroaches. Ice boxes. All right. Open well, an ice box. Yeah. In that pack, ice boxes are insane. Ice boxes are the best in that hack, but they are too bloody heavy to carry around. Yeah, that's the mm. problem. Uh, they are also full of corpses. Horrifying, horrifying corpses. Often <laughs> delicious, delicious corpses. Floating eyeballs. Acid blobs. Things oh to gosh. take to your god and sacrifice. You don't I, sacrifice a floating eyeball corpse unless you've already got telepathy. Yeah, but acid blobs, they last forever. They sacrifice forever. Have yeah, I mentioned that I've played a lot of NetHack in my life? <laughs> Have you ever ascended? Uh, six times. Oh my yep. gosh! Wow. Nice! Thank you. My wife cites this as one of the things that I named in the I want geek cred when I first met her. So on some <laughs> level I can owe my marriage to that. But I hope not a very big one. <laughs> anyway, there's an icebox. It's open. Freezing cold air swirls out. Okay. What kind of corpse is inside? The corpse of ice cream? <gasps> <laughs> the most delicious corpse of all! Oh, we're so stupid. I, we have to go south, get the bowl, go north, put the uh, tomato in the bowl, then put the ice cream on top of the tomato. Okay, why the tomato? Because the demon wants something settling, and the tomato is... Citrus nightshade cause a bunch of heartburn. Oh, okay. I might be rem- I th- like at least uh, consciously. I'm coming up with all of this as I say it, but um, it's possible that I remember this from when I beat this game. Okay, I am fine with us hiding a tomato under this ice cream. You scoop out some ice cream into the bowl, completely concealing the ghostly half-white stewed tomato. Gross. Okay. Then we'll go south and we'll give the bull to the shark man. So I'm going to tell you that in a moment I'm going to hit undo a bunch. Uh, <laughs> okay, because it wasn't the tomato at all, was it? The demon wolfs down the contents of the chipped bowl in one gulp. Ice cream, ghostly white half-stewed tomato and all. Looks like he didn't even notice the ghostly white half-stewed tomato in there. Okay, the demon so tosses I'm... the chipped bowl at you. More, he growls. You fumble before catching the dish. A very bad feeling coils down in your gut. Maybe that wasn't such a good idea. So I think we should do the hot back. pepper. Because we still have the hot pepper. Oh, okay. Okay, so second dumb. try. I thought that could only be a solution once. Putting the pepper in the bowl. Getting the ice cream. Now give that to the demon? Yeah. The demon snatches away the chipped bowl and downs its contents in one gulp. Ice cream, pepper, and all. For a moment, it doesn't look like that hot pepper is going to make a lick of difference to him. And then his face goes from normal gray-red to shock-red in a minute. Water, the demon gasps, searching the table. Finding nothing, he lumbers to his feet and gives you a terrible glare. For a moment, it looks like he's going to take a swing at you, but then he grows running off through the swinging door instead, still clutching the bowl in one hand. Go west. Den, this small, cozy room is mostly occupied by a cushiony, pale brown couch. The floor is covered in dark, deep brown carpet, and the walls pretty much match it, only blue. 
Across from the couch, an idiot box flickers shiny pictures across the room. A dark maple door leads back to the banquet room. There's a plain door as well, and it's to the west. There's a large, furry slug demon blobbing out on the couch. As you approach, the slug demon opens its eyes and looks at you. Take a load off your feet, it murmurs. On the idiot box's screen, a neatly dressed politician takes the hand of a weeping musician. The slug demon watches, hypnotized. You hear a sudden high-pitched bark before the small puppy comes dashing up to you. What kind of vegetables do we have that can defeat the demon of sloth? I am not going to accept the final bit of that query, but I will tell you what you're carrying. You are carrying a ghostly white rawhide bone, a ghostly white half-stewed tomato, etc., etc., sprouting potato, flour sack, miracle beet. Oh my gosh. Put the potato on the couch. (laughs) You put the ghostly white sprouting potato on the pale brown couch. On the idiot box's screen, a neatly dressed politician kisses a weeping priest. The slug demon watches, hypnotized. The puppy whines. The slug demon winces at the sound and stares sharply at the puppy. Put the potato on the demon. Get potato. Put potato on demon. Putting things on the slug demon would achieve nothing. Mm. Uh, the The idiot box continues to show scenes which I will not narrate all of to you. Okay. I think we might need to mess with the television. Okay. Can we exit? Set? Set? Exit? Why exit? Oh, Oh, exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The idiot box is on, and it shines and flickers. Looking at it makes your eyes feel numb and your legs feel weak. In the little world of the idiot box, a chubby captain teasingly runs away from a chubby father. The slug demon watches, hypnotized. Are these all procedural? Yes. <laughs> they had that quality to them. A lot of the text in here is procedural. Oh, interesting. Because the road to hell is paved with procedural, procedural generation. <laughs> uh, the puppy's actions are extraordinarily complicated and procedurally derived. The uh, definitely not a succubus's actions. The idiot box continuing, etc. I was a big fan of Random. Random's good. I really like Inform 7's capacity for random text. It's yeah. just, it works so smoothly. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and you can do basically any level of granularity with it that you want. Exactly. Sorry, I was distracted by your conversation that has nothing to do with solving this puzzle. <laughs> Because you were listening, hypnotized. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like this podcast is an idiot cast. (laughs) And it randomly generates sentences from your brains. Mm -hmm. Which 50% of the time are about Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can wait it, you know. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And if it's a Markov chain kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, uh, I'm sure it has something to do with the potato. Puns. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would make sense. I'm just not sure. Let's pray. Okay. Let us pray, vegetable. We don't have any lettuce. 
You try to pray, but it's too hard to concentrate with all that idiot noise in the background. The puppy sits down on its rear and howls, a startlingly mournful sound. The slug demon winces at the sound and stares sharply at the puppy. Can I we just turn, turn the television off? The, off? Yeah. yeah. You turn off the idiot box. The light in the box shrinks to a tiny point and then vanishes entirely. Turn that back on, the slug demon demands. The puppy barks enthusiastically at the dark maple door. The slug demon jolts into alertness at the sound, or at least as alert as it can get. Let's go through the door. I don't even know if we had to turn off the thing. Maybe this was a fake puzzle. Maybe it was. First opening, the plain door. It seems to be locked. The slug demon looks at you with sleepy, accusatory eyes. Gazing at your ghostly white flower sack, the puppy whines hopefully. The slug demon jolts into alertness at the sound. Knock on the door. (laughs) You knock on the plain door. Nothing much happens. We're not missing something in this room, right? Uh, you haven't examined the demon. Oh, let's let's examine of the demon. The demon is covered in long, shaggy fur that almost matches the color of the couch. It has long white eye stalks, a small mouth, and no legs. Like a slug's body, the demon's torso just terminates in a long point. It nestles into the couch in an extremely passive way. You notice that the slug demon is holding a brass key. Okay. Mm. Take the key. The slug demon tightens its grip on the key and gives you a reproachful look. Its grip is surprisingly strong, and you cannot pry the key from its grasp. Hmm. Hmm. Give potato to demon. The slug demon doesn't seem interested. Put potato on TV. (laughs) Putting things on the idiot box would achieve nothing. Turn that back on, the slug demon repeats softly. The puppy whines. The slug demon jolts into alertness at the sound. Maybe if we turn it off and on really, really fast, we can make (laughs) the demon have an epileptic seizure. Which it would deserve for being a demon. And then we could take the key as it spasms off of its body. Okay. Uh. Turn on box. Shiny images blossom in the heart of the idiot box. In the little world of the idiot box, a laughing priest looks away from a pretty woman. The slug demon watches, hypnotized. <laughs> Turn off box. <laughs> you turn off the idiot box. The light in the box shrinks to a tiny point and vanishes entirely. Turn that back on, the slug demon demands. The puppy sits down on its rear and howls. The slug demon jolts into alertness at the sound. I want to know why you just cracked up. Uh, because a laughing priest turns away from a something woman. A pretty Fair woman, enough. I think it was. Yeah. It was it so was. good. Oh my gosh. That's the miracle of procedural text, is that sometimes you get a poem. <laughs> so I it think was... maybe we should give the bone to the puppy. Keep it quiet. The puppy chomps joyously into the rawhide bone and promptly flops down on its tummy. Rawhide bones are so distracting that there's nothing, no room for anything else in the puppy brain right now. Okay. Okay. So is so, the TV on? The TV is off. The puppy okay. is chewing a bone. Okay. I was hoping the slug demon would just maybe fall asleep. But... Maybe we, if we wait a while, 
the uh, mm. demon will fall asleep. Okay, let's try that. Now, if I were designing this game, I would say we already did a puzzle where you had to wait several times for the uh, solution to take effect. But um, as a guy playing this game, I don't feel like like if that turned out to be the solution, I wouldn't be mad about it. So maybe I need to rethink my approach to game design. Mm. Time passes. The slug demon looks at you with sleepy, accusatory eyes. Time passes. Turn that back on, the slug demon repeats softly. Time passes. The slug demon yawns roundly, exposing many tiny teeth. Time passes. The slug demon murmurs, I will destroy you. (laughs) (laughs) Time passes. The slug demon's eyes slip slowly shut. Time passes. As the slumbering slug demon shifts position, a brass key slips from its hand and falls to the couch beside it. Aw, yeah. Let's take that key. And to respond to what you just said, uh, I assert that the humor value was much better for drawing it out. Also, when you condition your players to think that weight is a working solution, then weight is a working solution. There is something to be said for training players. That's true. Anyway, you have a key. Also, Hmm. I'm going to de-roll for just one moment. Procedural generation. Uh, I have a project that never saw the light of the day that involved very heavy procedural generation, including for a name and backstory for the uh, player character, which I once was testing and suddenly discovered that I was Martha Stewart, the cook. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And that was kind of a, oh, dear moment because it was like I sourced my names from you know American names by generation top hundred popularity you get the idea mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well yep I mean somebody has to be Martha Stewart the cook apparently but you just <laughs> only expect one similarly Stephen King <laughs> right sorry everybody else named Stephen King I'm used to it. <laughs> so you have oh a my key. Gosh. I feel like we are just... we are a podcast of three uniquely named people, probably. No, there's another Ryan Veter. There's another Ryan Veter? You haven't killed him and eaten him yet? Excuse me. Well, that idea. was a long pause. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because I was Googling Ryan Veter to find out what people were saying about me. And apparently I was like a city councilor. Oh. Huh. Huh. But, I, uh, uh. That's interesting. Jenny, you're uniquely named, or you I believe am. yourself to be. As far as uh, I can tell, I am. I don't think that Caroline Vanesseltine Caroline. is completely. Unique. Really? I, I I mean, there's nothing about <laughs> it that strikes me as, you know, it's not like you have a crazy Ellis Island story that prevents anyone else from having that name. No, but I do have a great grandfather who changed the spelling, which helps. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be fair, changed it from not having a space to having a space, which was apparently a revit backward. From having a space to not having a space which was apparently a revision of a prior change, and yes. <laughs> so there were 
space wars in the Vanessaltine family? What's worse, my brother temporarily spelled it with a space, which made it really confusing when we went to the same college. Because they came out completely differently in alphabetical order, depending on whether or not you had a space. Oh, wow. So I would call up security, and because I could never remember my brother's extension, and this was the accepted way to do it, and say, hey, I need a number for Matt Van Esseltine. And they would say, oh, here's his number. And I'd say, thanks. And then I'd hang up and went, they gave me my number. That's <laughs> helpful. <laughs> So yeah, when I'm when I'm googling for uh, what's going on with Van Esseltine, it's I usually don't even have to add my name because it's me or my brother or my mom, pretty much. Wow. Or uh, okay. Malice Van Esseltine, the crab the crab apple tree named after my family. The end. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, 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 no! You can't the end that your family has a crab apple tree named after them. Yeah. The That's genus awesome. is Malice. M A L U S. Uh, if you Google for Malice Van Esseltine, which appears to have the space in it in most places it shows up, uh, the Van Esseltine crab apple. How did this happen? I'm pretty sure it's related to my great-grandfather discovering it. Okay. But I don't remember to 100%. That was back when you could discover things and other people hadn't found out about them yet. Pretty much. Yeah, that must have been pretty good. <laughs> so, slug, key. Slug, key, we got the key, Ryan. Let's go through a door. Okay. You unlock the plane door. You open the door. Because you don't want to leave the puppy behind, you grab the rawhide bone. Whoa, it woke up. Shoot. Uh-oh. Okay, made it through anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot <laughs> how that worked for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, tense. Ornate office. Diplomas litter the walls like corn littering a chicken run. At least before the chickens get there. Beneath the diplomas, there's a long couch with a hard-looking pillow on one side. In one corner, a stuffed red mannequin with big fake horns stares blindly into space. There's a plain door in the east wall and a heavier door in the north wall. An elegant demon in a smart gray suit glances up at your arrival. Do come in, he says warmly. Watching you intently, the demon inscribes something on his clipboard. A bit of smoke curls up. You've made a good run of it, the demon muses. I followed your progress from the beginning. It's a pity it's all been for nothing. Sniffing intently at the ground, the small puppy arrives. Okay, this must what be you mean vanity. All been for nothing. I think he's self-aggrandizing. Hmm. Um, examine the demon. He's got shiny shoes, thin-rimmed spectacles, a nice suit, and a clipboard. That oh. demon is getting straight up your nose with his smarmy attitude. You didn't okay. realize. The demon inquires, lifting an eyebrow like a real college boy. Surely you must have. You've got no skills, no hope, no future. Oh, and no scraggly mutt. Not anymore. This guy's a <laughs> jerk. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm probably remembering this solution, even though I feel very clever for coming up with it. Mm, what is it? Uh, we should throw something at his nice, clean suit. Like a tomato? We have a I tomato. Think so. Throw a tomato at Demon. You hoist the tomato in your hand and give the annoying Demon a good looking up and down. Something about the way the aggravating Demon looks back makes you rethink the wisdom of your plan. Unprompted, Mm. the Demon explains, You didn't look too long around the kitchen a few rooms back. It's a pity, because if you had, you might have found something familiar. The Demon gives a twitchy little smile. 
Now, what fascinates me, what really fascinates me, is how you must feel right now. Gazing at your irksome brass key, the puppy whines hopefully. It's so irksome. <laughs> so did we screw up? No. Okay. He's that just taunting us. There's meant to be an unfortunate implication about what happened to your dog. Oh, okay. I thought we forgot to pick up all of the items at the beginning of the yeah, game. Yeah, I did too. No, no, you're good. Okay. okay. Um, Elbow Demon. That's not a verb I recognize. Because it's a noun. <laughs> good one, Ryan. You Shut tell up! <laughs> that wasn't funny. I thought it was funny. Uh, shows what you know. Um, okay, we've still got a tomato. Can I inventory? Yeah. You are carrying an offensive ghostly white rawhide bone, an annoying brass key, an innocent ghostly white sprouting potato, an irksome ghostly white half-stewed tomato, an annoying ghostly white flower sack, the irksome ghostly white miracle beet, your clothes being worn. Wait, I remember you, this. Like, the potato is the only thing that doesn't make us angry. Sorry, keep going. Oh, watching you calmly, the demon jots down something on his clipboard. A bit of smoke curls up. Why is that? I don't understand. I, I don't, what I were mean, you saying, what? Jenny? The potato That's is the, the only the thing potato that... potato is the only thing that doesn't make us angry, and it's probably because what is there to get angry about about a potato? Like, it's a potato. <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting interpretation that I'm... I'm gonna go along with it. Um, show potato to demon. The demon flicks a glance at the unoffending, ghostly white sprouting potato. Please don't show me things until I'm done instructing you, he says. It must be so frustrating, the demon says warmly. It must all make you so angry. I'm here to help. Z, 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 Z. Watching you closely, etc., etc., in order to let go of your anger, the demon advises, you should choose a good target. Pick something appropriate. His gaze flicks toward the mannequin and show it to me so I know what you picked. That okay. would be the potato again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The potato. You can't be annoyed at a potato, the demon says irritably. Pay attention to something I say. Show me something that makes you angry. The demon okay. glowers at the innocent, ghostly white sprouting potato in a distinctly untherapeutic fashion. Show him the potato. Still a potato, the demon says. You're not doing this right. Show me something that irritates you. Show me something that isn't a potato, the demon suggests between his teeth. Show him the potato. <laughs> Why are you wasting my time with this, the demon snarls. The demon touches his cheek for a moment, smoothing out a potato-induced tick. <laughs> Show him the potato. Stop messing about with that potato or you'll be very sorry, the formerly genteel demon roars. Uh, show him the potato. With a howl of raw frustration, the demon yanks the potato from your hands. No potato, no potato, he snarls. Flinging the potato to the ground, the demon proceeds to jump up and down on the potato until it is thoroughly mashed. Then he kicks the mash to little bits yelling, I hate you, potato! I hate you, potato! <laughs> the demon pauses to catch his breath. There, he says mildly, that's how you should do it. Then, with a scream of infinite rage, he flings down his clipboard and storms out of the room. The puppy yawns. 
puppy was not just, impressed by any of that. Which is just good timing on its part. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's go through the door, the heavy door. Yeah, let's do it. Green room. Where the walls aren't hidden by mirrors, they're painted light green, but they're mostly hidden by mirrors. There's a big wardrobe, too, and it also has a mirrored front. A single green chair sits invitingly out before a long counter running down the east wall. A slim demon stands leaning against the wardrobe with his arms crossed. As you enter, he straightens and claps his hands slowly and deliberately. Well done! I can't remember the last time I saw old Monty get that upset. You hear a sudden high-pitched bark before the small puppy comes dashing up to you. Pull out a chair and sit down, the demon advises. We'll get you ready to see the man, but there's just a bit of work to do first. (sighs) I don't trust anyone who tells me I have to do work. (laughs) Like your boss at your job? No, she's okay. Um, Do you say that because she listens to your podcast? Uh, Nobody listens that. to our podcast. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> um, should we trust the guy and sit down? Mm, I mean, sitting down worked for us once in this game. That's true. Because we got bit on our butt by a, a tooth. Yeah, and that turned out to be helpful. It was helpful tooth. Yeah, thanks, helpful tooth. Yeah, let's try Let's try sitting down and Carolyn has to tell us if, if she's a cop. You you pull the green chair out from the counter. You seat yourself on the green chair. Lovely, the demon says. You're so helpful. His smile flickers briefly at you. The demon draws a steel key from around his neck and strides over to the heavy door. With a smile, he closes it, and with a click, he locks it. There, he says. If Monty comes back, that will keep him from interrupting us. Now, where were we? He tucks the steel key back into his shirt and looks you up and down. I am not a cop. Okay. She's not a cop. She you says asked. she's not a cop. Yeah. No indication um, of whether or not we just put the game in an unwinnable state. But she's not a cop. I promise to either tell you or apologize a lot. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I know that it is possible to hit an unwinnable state from this room, but it was possible to hit unwinnable states from the other rooms, and you mostly haven't had that problem. Yay! And mostly it gives you a, oh my gosh, you have done a wrong thing message when you do, like it did with the shark demon okay good the shark mato yeah the one the one real error is that it doesn't watch carefully enough to see if the puppy comes with you which is why i've been carefully grabbing the bone each time good Uh, plan good plan that was that was pretty high in the list of stuff that needed fix examine demon he's got a perfect tan slicked back hair dark eyes and flawless clothing a real city type you're pretty sure he's never seen the backside of a cow in his whole life, or existence maybe, since demons don't really count as alive. At least you're pretty sure they don't. It's all a bit confusing. You should get rid of that flower sack, the demon advises. Awful hard to avoid getting flour on yourself this way. Hmm. Do we... Do we listen demon, to him? Or do comma, we... <laughs> bite me. Saints can talk to demons, etc. Okay. The demon takes a moment to check his reflection in the mirror. Um, let's throw the tomato at this guy. Okay. The ghostly half-stewed tomato wobbles through the air toward the demon, who seizes it out of the air and turns to you with an expression of fury. I'm just trying to help. You've come so far. Don't you want to make your best impression? 
growing melodramatic, he waves the ghostly white half-stewed tomato at you threateningly. If you're going to avoid to ignore my advice, you might as well stick radishes in your ears. You might as well put asparagus down your pants. You might as well smash a tomato over your head. He sets the ghostly white half-stewed tomato gently down on the counter and takes a deep breath. Now then, let's continue. <laughs> okay. Should we smash a tomato over our head? I don't know what the command for that is, but okay. Yeah, that one could be a little easier to figure out. Where tomato? Um, that is what I settled on. Okay. Yay. Hit me with tomato. The ghostly white half-stewed tomato is awfully gloppy, and there's no way this will turn out well for it. You're likely to wind up with a horrible mess, and it'll all be on you. Still want to go ahead? Yes? No? Yes. You raise the ha- half-stewed tomato high in the air and bring it splatting down on your forehead. It explodes in a spray of glop and seeds. The puppy runs around barking wildly. The demon squeals in absolute horror and shields himself with his hands as tomato seeds go flying. Whatever is wrong with you, he sputters. You're useless. You're awful. You have no dignity. You have no pride. Though most of the tomato glop missed him, he brushes frantically at his suit. I give up on you, the demon announces. You want to see the man? You want to see the man when you're covered in tomato glop? Fine. Take your horrible self and your horrible vegetables out of my sight. The demon turns to the far wall and waves his hand at the mirror there. The reflections go tumbling to the side, revealing a pale silver portal. The demon stares at you with his arms crossed. Let's go through the pale silver portal. Yeah, let's do it. You walk up to the portal. Your reflection gives you an encouraging nod from the side, and the reflected puppy wags its tail happily. You take a breath and then step on through. Mirror maze. It's like you're on the inside of a box full of mirrors, only someone went and dropped the the box. Broken reflections glitter all around you. Paths lead off in all directions, only it might just be reflections of paths. You can go any way you want, except up and down. The small puppy arrives. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Yes, I included not one, but two maze puzzles. <laughs> well, if, let's see. The first one, we just followed the puppy. Yeah, we just listened. Maybe yeah. in this one, we should smell. Okay. Directions. Yeah. Smell. That's gotta work. You smell nothing unexpected. The puppy licks your right calf. Hmm. Maybe the puppy is licking parts of our body to indicate which direction we should go in. Jenny. Uh-huh. That's so wrong. <laughs> oh, good. Also, there's been an awful lot of puppy looking that I have that I have edited out. <laughs> <laughs> he likes you. He smells you. He nibbles on you. He's puppy. This episode would be like nine hours long if we left in all the puppy looking. Let's see. Go east. You start on into the reflections. Taking interest, the puppy runs off in front of you, snuffling and sniffing about. You follow the puppy through mirror after mirror until you come out somewhere completely different. I seem to remember a certain Ryan Veter telling me that once the puzzle was solved, maybe you shouldn't have to do it over and over. I don't remember that, but probably. What did I say? You said, oh, it's another waiting puzzle. Oh, mm, is it? Mm. Is that what I said? Yeah, something to that effect. Anyway, you didn't have to follow the puppy. It ought to followed. Hey! Or something to that effect. I, thought I don't we followed actually the... remember. I'm confused. That's fine. You're through. Hey! hey! We solved the maze, Ryan! I may have solved it. May <laughs> is a maze pun. 
what actually happened here. I'm is not going to laugh of, at Sorry. You kind of circumvented a puzzle by solving the pride puzzle very rapidly. It's all good. Oh, okay. Huh. I'm not going to so, laugh at your May joke, Ryan, because I know you would just shame me. Because it was a very bad joke. Is shame me a pun on something? No. Shame me. <laughs> shame, shame me. Shame me once. Fish fool. Emash. Shame Okay, so we're through the maze. Where did we go? Where are we? Scenic Overlook. You're at the top of a cliff in the biggest cave ever. You can't see much because the scenery is all dark except for ribbons of red glow far off below, but you have a bad feeling about that glow, and it probably doesn't do to look too close. There's a steel railing to stop people, well, demons mostly, from falling over the side, and there's a carved stone bench on the safe side of the railing. A little girl is sitting on the bench, but she jumps up when you arrive. The mouth of a narrow passage leads away east into the cabin wall. You can see a small puppy here. Gazing at your ghostly white miracle beat, the puppy whines hopefully. I don't like you, the little girl announces. Neither will my daddy. Okay, I don't like you either, kid. Hurts, don't it? <laughs> um, I, uh, hit the girl. No matter how pissed off you are, the little girl looks awfully confident. You sure taking a swing is a good idea? Why? N. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> we can undo. True. I hope I'm not, like, actually remembering the solution. The little girl's eyes flash with the light of victory, and wild laughter rings out on all sides. Your surroundings fall away, and you are plunged into the boiling blood of the river Phlegathon. Agony flares as the scalding heat overcomes you. A voice whispers in your mind, For the deadly sin of wrath, you have been cast into the hands of devils, and you will be scourged until you have done true penance for your sins. True penance takes a long time, an eternity, you might say. And after that, well, but that's another story entirely. You have succumbed to the deadly sin of wrath. Would you like to restart, restore, quit, or undo? Let's undo. Yeah. So why don't you not punch her? Yeah, let's not punch okay. her. That didn't end well. Um, okay. Just uh, go with the direction of the handrail. Okay, east Doesn't to the cabin wall. Direction? Yeah. Yes. The little girl yells, wait, and runs in front of you, blocking your path. Daddy doesn't like people who carry ghostly white rawhide bones. You can't go through with a ghostly white rawhide bone, she shouts. You should give me that ghostly white rawhide bone. The puppy sits down on its rear and howls, a startlingly mournful sound. The little girl takes a moment to admire the dull red glow far below. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, what's my inventory again? Ghostly white rawhide bone, brass key, white flower sack, ghostly white miracle beat, your clothes being worn. Bone. Okay. So, say that so again. Bone, key, flower, beat, clothes. Okay. So we're rapidly running out of vegetables. Yeah. You have only one vegetable left. Um, why... Um, um, yeah, let's give her the bone. If we're not supposed to be mean to her, maybe we're supposed to be nice to her. And give her the bone she always wanted. (laughs) 
I always wanted a ghostly white rawhide bone, the little girl sings, hugging the ghostly white rawhide bone tightly to her chest. The she puppy really barks did. The puppy barks enthusiastically at the narrow passage. The little girl runs up to the railing and pitches the ghostly white rawhide bone off the side of the cliff. She jumps up on the railing and giggles madly as she watches it vanish into the darkness. The puppy whines sadly. Aww. Is that, get- is that something bad that happened? Nothing bad has happened. I mean, okay. it's sad for the puppy. It's it is bold, sad for the puppy. But so nothing technically bad has happened. Now that she's up on the railing, can we get past her? I, yeah, let's... I hope that was a solution. This is a really yeah. weird situation. <laughs> I've never been in a situation like this in real life. The little girl yells, Wait! And jumps down from the railing to oh, run in front geez. of you, blocking your path. You can't go that way. It's not fair, she wails. You should give me that brass key. You should have taken the treasure, the little girl opines. You're so broke anyway, you need it way more than Edric does. He just gets it from my daddy anyway. Okay, let's give her the key. We already unlocked that door. Thank you, the little girl cries, waving the brass key around. She then flings it off the side of the cliff. (laughs) Okay. What is this? Okay, she, try, try going again. I feel she's like she's that girl up. from that one Bjork song, where she lives on the top of the mountain and just wakes up every morning and throws things off, and then goes back to bed. I guess. Wait, I won't let you through with that ghostly white flower sack. You should give me that ghostly white flower sack. The little girl puts her hands on her hips. Yeah, yeah, you you deserve all of this. <laughs> she flings the flower sack off the side of the cliff. Let's go again. You want the clothes? The little girl yells, Wait! Daddy doesn't like people who carry ghostly white miracle beads. You can't go through with a ghostly white miracle bead. Oh, but we need that. that I'm sorry, lady. The beat is not negotiable. No, we need that beat. Um, The puppy whines. The little girl kicks a foot in the dirt. uh, Just go, go past her. She's just a little girl. We can walk past her. Uh, she blocks your path again and scowls. The puppy howls. Kiss little girl. That demon doesn't look in a puckery mood and you're not feeling puckery yourself. Well, not that kind of puckery, at least. What? I'm feeling apple puckery. Uh, well, give her a great you, big hug. Are you just going oh. to stand there looking stupid? The little girl demands. Uh, hug produces the same message as kiss. She also wants you to know that she doesn't like you and her daddy won't either. Okay, good. Um, sing. Your singing is abominable. Sorry. Pray. In your head you speak a few hopeful words to the Lord. The small puppy glows with holy light. You glance around real fast, but it seems like no one else saw it. The puppy ah. chases its tail. The little girl folds her arms. Do we... Uh, I mean, give I'm, the puppy to the yeah, girl. I'm worried about this, but yeah, let's try it. I bet it's going to work great. I'm just going to block you on that. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, so, Kaylin, after playtesting this game, got me to get rid of all the ways that you could get the puppy killed because she said it was completely <laughs> unacceptable. No, I forgot yeah. to pull this one out, I think. <gasps> oh, gosh. So, um, I'm not going to let you hurl the puppy off a cliff. Okay, that seems fair. So what are we supposed to do with the puppy? Hmm. Um, 
hug puppy. You give the puppy an affectionate squeeze. Aww. You should have beat up Monty. He's so stupid, the little girl opines. He gets on everyone's nerves. It would send him it would serve him right. Tell girl that she's stupid. <laughs> I don't think she's doing it. No. no. She ignored my request. Yep. Oh my gosh. I also um, ignored your request to get the puppy girls off a cliff. Like, I ignore requests when it's in your best you interest. You didn't ignore it. You acknowledged it and refused it. And so we knew that we were on the wrong track. Um, you are also on the wrong track if you attempt <laughs> to say things that the parser doesn't understand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, jog. <laughs> Okay. That's not a verb I recognize. It's a verb I recognize. It's just not a verb I ever do. <laughs> <laughs> um, walk through. Walk through introduction, etc., etc. You can request a walk through for a puzzle in your exact location with walk through here, which I assume is what you want to do. Yeah. Your location specific walk through. To pass the little girl, give beat to puppy. Get rid of all other items, go east. Okay, let's <laughs> let's try that. The puppy accepts the ghostly white miracle beat like it was taking a present from royalty. It holds the beat real careful and pup- puffs out its chest with small puppy pride. The puppy gazes entreatingly at you around the ghostly white miracle beat in its mouth. The little girl puts her hands on her hips. East. Oh, that stupid little girl. I just want to stop you again because you're even tiny about Miracle Beat. <laughs> yes. The little girl yells, Wait! and runs in front of you, blocking your path. The little girl stares at you for a moment. I always do that, she says, because I don't want people to talk to Daddy. But there's no harm if you do, is there? He won't listen to you. You're no fun. You had so many chances, but you didn't take them. You didn't punch out Monty or have grown-up time with the succubus. You don't have treasure, and you didn't get anything to eat. You didn't even really watch the idiot box. And you squashed tomato glop all over yourself instead of letting Nolan turn your head. She stares at you for a moment longer before getting out of your way. It's not worth being you, she concludes, and you walk past the little girl. As you head down the passage, the puppy comes running after you, and you hear a sudden cry of fury behind you. Wait, you have a puppy! I want a puppy! But it's too late. You're past already. <laughs> you open a gate and walk into a chamber that smells like hellhound. Kennels. It smells sulfurous in here, and the stone-walled space echoes with the howls and barks and whines of various canine critters, most of which are hellhounds. The bird dogs penned up in a cage on the south wall. <gasps> The devil himself is pouring food into a dog dish, which he shoves under a kennel door, much to the, the delight of the enclosed hellhound. Straightening up, he says affably, So nice to see you here. Panting and wagging its tail, the small puppy runs up to you. I suppose you're wondering why I've called you here today, the devil muses. Let's listen to the devil's speech. Sure. When has that ever gone wrong? The puppy barks at the devil. The devil benevolently tells the puppy, Don't worry, we'll cure you of that terrible behavior in no time at all. The puppy crouches down unhappily. Really, I didn't think you'd make it, the devil says. You should be proud of your accomplishment. There are those who would certainly envy you for it. Continue to wait. 
shark. Yeah. The puppy snaps at the devil. But you had a real hunger, a passion, a lust to get through, you might even say. The devil sticks his thumbs in his belt and gives you a companionable smile. For agreed to keep what was yours? Wait some more? Yeah. Time passes. The puppy chews on the corner of a massive food sack. And wrath, of course. The devil laughs. I was getting reports left and right. Oh, did you want to sock me one? Wait. Yep. The puppy investigates a hellhound's cage. The hellhound cocks its head, sniffs at the puppy, and then sneezes a small gout of flame. The puppy recoils with a yelp of surprise. But you won't. The devil's voice gets real soft as he continues. And that's why I called you here. Because I want to offer you a job. Wait. <gasps> yeah. The puppy growls at the devil. You see, the devil says, you're not rightly appreciated up there. You know it, and I know it. You work like a dog, and you love your work well, but you're still living in the worst of conditions, and the parish won't give you what you deserve. It's not the money, it's the respect. Wait. Yes. <laughs> the puppy presses its nose against the bird dog's cage. The bird dog attempts to lick the puppy through the bars, but it isn't very effective. Oh. But I respect you, the devil says sincerely, and I know you don't want to do any harm. I don't want you to do harm either. I just need someone to help take care of my hounds. He waves a gloved hand down the line of kennels. Wait. Uh, we got him to say that he respects us, so I think we can go ahead and win the game now. Okay. Jenny, do you want to do it? Uh, do we just beat devil? Yeah. Yeah, let's beat the devil. The puppy resists for a moment before releasing the ghostly white miracle beat. You raise the miracle beat high overhead. It glows in its own light, pure and beautiful. Everything goes slow and dreamy as you bring the beat down. And then, with the rash, righteous wrath of a gardener who wants his bird dog back real bad, you <laughs> beat the devil. Woo! You beat that old scratch until he is well and truly beaten. You win! The devil cries, punching back. I never thought you'd ever really beat me, but you win! Take your dog and go! <laughs> and you do. You open the cage, and the bird dog runs up to her lost puppy, and it's all manner of wonderful licking and joyousness between the two. And all the bird dog's other puppies come streaming out safe and fine. You lead your dogs back to daylight with the joy of a man who has seen evil and triumphed over it with the tools that God provided. And then, once the bird dog's back in her barn and the puppies are settled down as well, you find a hoe and get to work. There's a garden to fix and a turnip bush to kill and all other manner of things to be done. Besides, it's not even noon. Press space to continue. Woo! Space. We beat, the, we beat the devil, Ryan. We beat beat the devil. Yeah. Three months later, your garden is growing better than ever. The rain and the sun come in their own time and the puppies are growing up right strong. You take six days working and the seventh to thank God and life is good. You don't often think back to the night you saved the bird dog, but it's been nagging at the back of your mind ever since the bird dog had her second litter. The bird dog is brown and white, but these puppies are sort of dusky furred and their eyes are a funny red. They don't bite bark much, but they sure bite and they have sharp little teeth. You take one day at a time, six days working and the seventh praying, but you've got sense as well as calm. 
There's crosses at the corners of your garden now, and a bit of holy water and a squirt gun by your bed. And if all else fails, well, you've learned a bit. There are rows upon rows upon rows of beets in the garden, and perhaps the good Lord will smile on more than one next time. You beat the game. Congratulations! Yay! Hey. Hey. All right. Yay! Thank you for bringing this fun game to us. Thank you so much. It was it was actually a lot of fun for me too. Um, you oh, know, good. You don't, Surprisingly enough. Well, it's it's <laughs> you know you see people play through your transcripts, but you don't really get unless they're super enthusiastic commenters. You don't get the on the spot reactions, and yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you like this game and that you wanted to go through it on your podcast. It makes me yeah, happy. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. It's a very good game. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, Carolyn, do you want to plug anything? We don't uh, let people... What the <laughs> heck, Jenny? Why not? When was yeah. the last time we ever asked anyone if they wanted to plug anything? I don't know. I can't remember what we did after this. <laughs> we'll just talk for a while and then we turn off the recording. <laughs> Makes it a shame that I don't have anything to plug right now. See? Uh, come by my <laughs> site. I have said all kinds of things there about interactive fiction, and I'm too swamped with my work to post more right there, but I hope someday um, I do. Carolyn, you said the name of your site before, but it's hard to spell. Why don't you spell right. out the URL? Sybil Moon. S I B Y L M O O N dot com. <laughs>